0: Oh dear. Okay, are you ready? What are you doing? I am (laughs) ready. How ready? Like, do you want to lead us in?
1: No. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't either. I got a bad joke right off the hop. Well, it's hard to believe... No, I'm it's out of here. It's <laughs> autumn already. Yeah, <laughs> that joke just kicked off the whole show. Uh, welcome to another episode of Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage, coming to you. I was going to say live, but not live. Coming to you about at least a week ago from Communal Creative Studios <laughs> in the heart of downtown Red Deer. Episode 17 of Oh Dear, sponsored by the Red Deer Firefighter Calendar, which of course is a great fundraiser for the Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity. Uh, so we're going to talk to a couple firefighters later on in the show. Calendar photographer Steve under and 2022 calendar model aaron's man rocket of a husband griff marshall uh, We won't really say anything more about that uh, until the interview because there's lots of stuff to talk about there i am ted emmett happy to be back here once again hanging out with all these wonderful people, I'm privileged to call my friends, and two weeks in a row, yeah, there's no uh, no punchline there. I'm in a good mood tonight, so I'm gonna be nice, at least for now, because we know it's coming later on. So, across the table from me is Mr. Dadbod 2020, and I promise that's a good thing. Dustin Moore, how's it going?
1: Oh, I I like that, Teddy. I'm loving the start to the night. We had a lovely mean cab carpool down here. We had a lovely lady from downstairs let us in tonight. We gave her a beer. She was super excited. The one thing I will say, we're skipping Thursday night football tonight, which I I really wanted to watch, but uh, I am 0-4 in one fantasy football league and 4-0 in the other. So all the fantasy footballs out, fantasy footballers out there, I hope you're having a good time.
0: Yeah, all you footballs out there, <laughs> yeah. Hope you have a great night and you're fully inflated.
1: Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow that was okay Okay. this is a good start and Kevin this is a compliment too but you really pissed me off at this photo shoot because you looked absolutely incredible could be in the calendar Kevin Walsh how's it going thanks Ted I don't know if I would have made the calendar but I feel like if there
2: was a B level I'd be there and then you guys would be there too
1: and to, and to give you credit though, you have been working on your body too. Yes. Yeah, I'm, you cheated. I'm, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and you had a good team of Luber. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into all that. That's all I'm going to say for that. And so last but not least, to my right as well, I guess not as always, but tonight at least, it is Honorary Junior Deputy Fire Chief Ryan Lund. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I think I'm I
3: i think I'm inspired to start a new career modeling, not firefighting. That seems like too much work. So uh, yeah, this might be my last podcast. So I think I'm going to pursue modeling. Modeling full time next week. So,
0: cheers, boys! (laughs) (laughs) Of course, all the way over on the couch. I guess maybe her permanent spot now is coworker Aaron. You got to uh, you got to sit back and watch that magic, and you get to do it again tonight.
4: Yeah. Hey, I love watching you guys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, (laughs) buckle in. This is going to be a well pretty mediocre night. And as always, rounding out our weird little crew here in the studio, as always, Ryan and Riley from Communal Creative Studios keeping things rolling for us. Uh, We have a lot to say about these guys later on in the show too, especially Riley. That's going to come after a firefighter interview. So we do have lots to get to in this episode, and at least half of it is actually pretty good content. So let's get to it, get right into the Glad game. I'll uh, I'll kick us off here. Uh, (laughs) No, you won't.
4: Just relax. (laughs) Oh. The Glad Game is brought to you by Louis Corriveau of Warren Sinclair LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com.
0: I just want to say because we, we kind of missed the opportunity to say this, but Louis actually was our first partner to renew with us after all his ad reads were up. So thank you, Louis. Busy guy right now, too, has a really young boy. So I don't think we said congratulations either on the birth of your son. So thank you, Louis, and congratulations.
2: Just a quick note on Louis. Um, He's got a lot going on in his personal life, like you say. But he also spearheaded uh, one of our committees on the Piper Creek Optimist Club. This is the first year that we decided to give out a scholarship to a high school kid that is going to post-secondary education. So like I said, busy guy, and he's still finding the time to give back to the community. So way to go, Louis. All right. I guess I'll kick off the, uh, the glad game. I'm,
3: I'm just pretty glad. I'm really glad for all, the, all the candidates that are running in our, our municipal election. I guess we're all getting to that age where we, we know someone personally that's running. Um, so I'm not going to name drop anybody, but uh, October 18th, get out to vote for sure. Yeah, read, do your research, read up when you want to vote for it. But big shout out to anybody, everybody that's got the guts to, to run for, for a position.
1: That's a really good one, Lundy. Uh, mine's a little bit more personal. We're coming off Teacher's Appreciation Day, I believe. But uh, one of our good friends in this room, uh, Josh Keith, who's a, a vice principal, and uh, I get to work with him now in my actual job, um, in getting some mentors into his school. And he has just done such a bang up job with that. And, and we all know him as pretty much the nicest human being in the entire planet. And, and Josh, uh, thank you to you. I'm glad for you. And I, I'm glad that you come to our golf tournament every year. Cause you bring me much entertainment.
2: So a few weeks ago, the four of us got to golf in the first annual PAP charitable foundation tournament. I believe is what it's called. I think we all had a great time. It was a great day. I know for three of us growing up here in Red Deer, you know, we were close with the Pap family through the years. I was blown away by just the amount of people, like we had 144 golfers. Uh, which is a very full field, especially for a late September golf tournament uh, and and the first annual. And it was kind of cool to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was almost like a mini high school reunion. But more than that, it was about being there for someone we all knew, Brandon Papp and his family. And the proceeds to the tournament went to the Canadian Mental Health Association, which I think is more important now than ever. And it's only going to get to be a bigger problem. So uh, they raised over $20,000, um, maybe even, you know, 30 or, or more. So great first year for the tournament. I know we all had a ton of fun and uh, I'm really looking forward to next year.
1: And just to build off that too, because all four of us did play in the tournament and did not play together in the two man scramble, which I thought was great. Me and Kevin got to play with some two guys we went to high school with. And you know the thing that blew me away the most was the organizing committee and the actual foundation board that they have set up, um, how much time and effort and how many volunteers they had the day off. They didn't play in the tournament. They drove around, made sure everyone was having a good time. And so, like, even if though, like, I think there was 15, 20 volunteers, so that could have been, you, you know, add those in. That's over 165 people at the course helping out for for that tournament. So, And then, obviously, we got to go to Bose after and and uh, have some more cocktails at Bose and ended up being an awesome night.
0: Thing on that note too, my first thing I'm glad about now that we're talking about this is new friends because Lund and I, we got paired up with two ladies we'd never met before. Hopefully new listeners of the podcast. So Smashley and Kayla had a great time with them and thanks for putting up with us. And uh, Lund, thanks for being a good partner that day.
3: Yeah, you too. Right back at you, big guy. Uh, just for, for those people listening at home, uh, Smashley isn't her name. That's just a cool nickname <laughs> she gave herself after she crushed a drive. So uh, yeah, hope, hopefully two girls are doing well and hopefully you're listening.
0: Now, my other thing for the Glad game, this is actually just something from the news and something I was surprised didn't really get a little more attention, but with everything negative going on right now, was uh, the province recently announced some money going to a really good spot. It's $5 million, you guys may have heard of this, to the uh, Driving Back to Work program. So it's going to get 500 Unemployed Albertans uh, the chance to obtain their Class 1 driver's license. So it's the second phase of it. It was first approved in 2020. So there was 101 people on the wait list that didn't get to do it the first time around, plus a 400 more. I think it covers 9,000 of the $10,000 of the program. And yeah, something I didn't know, there's supposed to be a big shortage of like almost 4,000 commercial drivers in the next two, three years. So that's just something I think, again, it gets kind of buried in the news uh, and a huge opportunity for people right now who who are, are out of work and having a hard time finding a job because a $10,000 program is probably not in the cards when you're unemployed. And that's it's a great career, a steady career where you can make some good money. So you know i i don't think we've been applauding the province much lately and this is just one opportunity to do so well,
1: good one uh i had not heard of that so yeah. really cool
0: so yeah. i'm gonna fire off two more really quick ones cause, just because i think there's a lot of good news out there we posted about it but nikki and her daughter jada Monalaz, who you know jada does the cupcake fundraiser every year just got recognized by a, a big time bank as just huge community supporters uh which is great to see You know, there's lots of people out there like those two who do great work in the community and sometimes a little underappreciated. So congratulations to them. And something I saw quite honestly Before I left to come here tonight, Matt Cassidy from Beyond Insurance is the new executive director of the Red Deer Chamber of Commerce. Oh, wow. So, old news by the time it comes out. But again, congratulations to a guy. We just had him on the show, and I think everyone can see how much he cares about the community and the business community. So, lots of glad, lots of things to be glad about there. But just wanted to fire them all off and, and get this night started on the right
3: note now do you think his appearance on our podcast yes. pushed him over the edge and and gave him that presidency like the uh the oh dear podcast bump i
2: heard he was in a dead <laughs> heat with someone yeah. else and then we put him over yeah. the top and yeah. we gave him the exposure and then the selection committee was like man this guy's really well spoken
3: yeah so for all you out there that need a little push in your professional lives or personal lives. Come on our podcast, and we'll uh, we'll put you over the edge. We'll give you that little extra something that you need to get a promotion, to to get elected, to to get a raise. Well, oh no, we're not having any to, people on for the election. To, no to, to get a wife, to to win the lottery, just whatever you need, we'll do it. The we wife thing do is
0: true because I'm 17 episodes in. Ted, we're not miracle workers, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's fair. I I do like the yeah. saying. Oh dear bump, though. Like, yeah, you're welcome, Matt.
0: I hope we get invited to his post-election parties so yeah. and i'll tell you one thing no one has come on this show and then just had their career completely ruined afterwards <laughs> yeah. so we got that going for yeah. us not yet yeah good job editing man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey great edition of the glad game and i guess before we go any further because there's a, a lot to talk about about our day with the firefighter calendar And we're going to want to talk about it through the rest of the show. So let's roll into the interview. Like we said off the top, uh, it's sponsored, this episode, sorry, is sponsored by the Red Deer Firefighters Calendar. Uh, They invited us out. Aaron's husband, actually, Griff, really kind of started this whole thing, which we really appreciate and asked us to be a part of this and help them promote the calendar. Um, so we sat down with him and photographer Steven and Griff was not only is he a calendar model this year. I think he was our model coach this year too. He did a great job. So we ended up making it a, a special announcement way earlier than we intended. But if you don't go on social media or don't follow us, first of all, that's not very nice. But second of all, you are going to get to hear this announcement for the first time. So here we go. Hey, just, just before we go, cause just so we can say in here, what month are we going to be in the calendar? Let's roll it. <laughs> All right. Well, we have uh, Ted, Dustin, and Lieutenant Lund here all lubed up and hanging out in front of the uh, charity fire engine here for the Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity here with Firefighters Griff Marshall, otherwise known as Coworker Aaron's Husband, and Stephen Underhay. So guys, uh, thanks for having us here today. I know we, we have a bit of a, a reason for being here that we'll get into in a second, but uh, it was a pretty fun day. Cool to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun so far. Thanks, man. This is a great way to spend my Sunday. <laughs> so you're have your firefighter calendar coming up right away here and we came out you said hey we've got an open month you guys can audition for it we did not pass the audition but we let you guys make the announcement that uh you guys have given us a pretty cool job though to, to help out with this calendar and the charity that it goes towards yeah, you guys, are uh, pretty good honorable mentions, I think. Maybe the 2029 20, calendar,
5: if we get a little low <laughs> yeah. on the talent pool, we we'll can be, get you guys We'll be in. smart in the calendar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I mean, the charity calendar, it's something we do every couple of years. Uh, we try and raise a bunch of money for our uh, Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity. Uh, it's all a, a local charity that uh, has been in the department for a long time. And uh, this is uh, one of our big money makers. So it's a uh, huge uh, community support. And we're pretty, pretty happy to be part of it, I think.
0: And so you guys have... Your calendar launch to a party that raises even more money. And you, uh, sounds like you got pretty desperate for hosts for that party.
6: Yeah. I like, uh, I guess we'd like to make a special announcement that, uh, we're going to have the Oh Dear podcast, uh, hosting the big event. It's going to be uh, a
1: super sweet year. I'm looking forward to it. What? <laughs> And hey, what number were we on the list for to host?
0: I learned to never ask that. We don't, question. Do you the don't the want to yeah, do the I mean, you guys. Yeah, fair. That's yeah. like when someone invites you golfing, right? And you say, "Hey, well, who'd you ask first? What? Who cares? You're golfing." That's
1: a good point. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that night. I know I've known a couple firefighters that have been in the calendar previously, and it, it's a rocking night for you guys. And you guys raise a ton of money, so I'm I'm extremely excited to be a part of it. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to put on some weight so I don't uh, put some of those firefighters to shame that night. So <laughs> I'll do my best. I'm really looking forward to. Sharing the stage with you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Griff, Griff, you were in the calendar this year. I was, yeah. And Steven, you you take the photos as well. And we we did come out, we did a, a fun photo shoot today. And I wasn't joking when I said we we're lubed up. I mean, we we even sent Aaron on a lube run because we, we didn't have enough. So that's uh that's a real life struggle of of being a part time model, I guess. But so Steven, I, I don't know what we put you through today. Was was it kind of the same with the other firefighters or was this just a whole whole different can of worms? I think you guys were a little higher maintenance than most of the <laughs>
5: models, but uh, you can never have too much lube in a firefighter calendar. I think so. No, it was awesome. We got to use our charity engine here, and I uh, think we're going to wrap it. I think it'll be sweet. So can you can you guys let us know where you got this this uh, bad boy from? Did you guys purchase this
3: charity engine? Was it given to you? Is it donated, or is it, uh, or did someone build it?
6: A little bit of background: It's a 1975 GMC truck. Uh, it was donated to us by I think Kip Scott. I have to double check that. That's Um, what it says on the back. That's what it says on the back. Uh, we've had it in our possession for a little bit. Two years ago, there was a bit of an incident. The whole thing caught on fire. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when you guys were crawling around up there, you could see some old burn marks and stuff. <laughs> so uh, there's a couple of our captains and our lieutenants uh, who are pretty mechanically inclined. Uh, they took the whole thing apart, stripped it, rebuilt the engine, painted it all up, put all the new decos on it, and uh, it's uh, it runs like a charm. It's, uh, it's a really cool truck to drive.
0: Did they put out the fire before they did all? Like you <laughs> left out that part. Yeah, I, and, I mean, yeah, I yeah, assume... We got yeah. some
6: live fire training here. At the- <laughs> yeah.
0: Just a really small electrical fire. <laughs> and Griff, I know, and I think these guys can attest, I think I've been doing sit-ups since, well, at least yesterday to prepare for this. Like, so going through, I think everyone knows when you prepare for this calendar, it is, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of discipline. And I'm not going to lie, when I, I saw a sneak peek of your photo and I almost quit this photo shoot. So what, what
6: goes into that? Uh, I found out about the shoot probably about two weeks ago and uh, just show up as is. No. <laughs> yeah, lunch it's, too. Yeah. yeah. Plus a lot of Photoshop. Yeah, plus a lot of Photoshop. No, it was a lot of fun. We we did uh we, we sent out emails around Christmas time, I think it was. The committee got together and they picked uh, the twelve individuals. There's uh, eleven guys and one girl in the in the calendar this year. It's been a real blast. Like, it's always a competition, like you're, a healthy competition between all the guys and, and the members. And uh, you know, you're always pushing each other and giving each other a hard time, motivating each other in the gym and uh and then just to see the final results. Everybody looks amazing. It's, uh, everybody put in some really hard work and, uh, they've definitely seen some awesome results.
1: So when you say they picked the 12 months, is it by application or is it just kind of like, how does that process work?
5: You just try really hard to get 12 people willing to put their bodies through that. <laughs> There's mostly begging, I think is what it comes down to, to get the 12. You no, know every year, uh, people are ready to step up and put in six, eight months of work for this thing. It's a, it's a ton of work that they go through. And, uh, so it's incredible, but yeah, we try and stick to the young guys, stick to the guys that don't have kids and uh, the guys that don't work too hard. So they can
6: <laughs> <laughs> put, Attaboy, put a little effort
5: into something else. Yeah, Griff.
6: I'm all of those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Griff, what, uh, do you know what month you got or is that uh, yet to be determined? That's
6: a political discussion that we've yet to have. Uh, is I know, there, Is there a month that you want though? I would like to have a month with 31 days. And be at the first half of the calendar, I think. That's uh, all the Googling I've been doing. That's the primo spot to be. So if we were to make the calendar, we'd
0: obviously be February. Uh-huh. Without a doubt, right? Like the shortest month. In a leap
1: year. In a leap year. <laughs> yeah, 29.
5: <laughs> yeah, we're taking taking uh, bids right now for who gets what month. So the most cash they can do, they get the pick. So. Well,
0: I think Griff came out after a night shift on a Sunday. It was great. You know, he, he helped me lift that ridiculous fire extinguisher that I had in my photo. So I, it was I think that's got to give you, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we did it together. I don't think either one of us. Could have done it alone. But Teamwork. We yeah.
6: so push that on the department here.
1: So, Stephen, you, you're you the photographer of the calendar, and you know you showed us some shots of the behind the scenes. Do you have any funny stories of, well, I know we had a lot of laughs here today with three overweight men and taking our pictures. But And Walsh. Yeah, and Walsh. Walsh yeah, had to fair. go,
0: but he, I fucking hate that guy. He <laughs> looked good.
1: <laughs> so... Is there any, you know, funny stories you can share from from behind the scenes of the actual calendar shoot?
5: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's always a riot, right? It's, you know, uh, 12 of your best friends, pretty much everybody hanging out and, and having a lot of fun. One of the guys, uh, it's kind of the first time we've ever actually opened up a fire hydrant. So, you know, we're just on the street hanging out one evening. And you got a lot of lucky lose. It was right across the street from Good Life. So uh, everybody's, we got a lot of people honking horns and hanging out. So we were all kind of flexing the guns and uh, some gal pulled in and uh, one of the committee guys is like, whoa, who's that hot babe? And that was the guy in the calendar's girlfriend. <laughs> the so a bit of a tense moment, but we got through it.
0: Because, and where does today rank? Because we are, we're in in the parking lot here adjacent RCMP station. And, you know, the officers are coming in now we have Lund walking around in his underwear have you is this the weirdest one you've done so far oh that's a good question yeah I mean uh, finding enough locations or finding all the right
5: locations is like a pretty big mission this ranks up there for sure it's uh, all about how you take the picture I yeah. think uh, we just try and uh, disclude all the cars and the cops uh, crying instead of applying <laughs> they just wish they could be part of it I think
1: well I think Lundy might have a warrant out for his wrist because he looks like he put uh, some mascara in his mustache and tried yeah. to disguise himself. No, I a little just bit. grew
3: this yesterday, and I think it turned out really well. Like in my in my humble experience of being a male model, <laughs> it's it's all about it's all about owning the moment and having no fear and taking your pants off when you want to take your pants off.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think there's a warrant out for your arrest for at least for one stolen sexy, t- at least one stolen gym sock, maybe two. Yeah, for stealing yeah. two. And many I think hearts. I know where to find it.
6: I think you smuggled it to a few photos there. I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was chilly out there today. And actually, you know what, have we, never got, known. <laughs> we have beautiful, it's what, October 2nd, 3rd, Third. we have beautiful weather, you know, and it's why, and I have to say we're, cause we're wearing some of the gear here and it, it is hot. So you gain an appreciation for that too, because you guys as firefighters, you, you know, you go out, wear it all weather. We had a hot summer too. So I think I can see why guys like Dustin and I and Lund are, are not firefighters and you guys are, cause you obviously have to be in pretty good shape and, and take some heat. No pun intended. <laughs> oh man. Uh. A few of these shoots, you know, we're hanging out in like five, six degrees.
5: Everybody's freezing wrapped up in parkas and then the models are just sweating buckets. (laughs) Getting into it maybe a little too much, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. So we're pretty fortunate we uh, were able to shoot when we did. We got lucky with the weather and the light and stuff. So it worked out pretty good.
6: I think my shoot wrapped up at like 9 p.m. or something like that and... I was sweating buckets and everybody was wearing jackets and I was ready to go for another half hour. I was... Yeah, pitch I was cooking black. Pitch black.
3: How is it wearing those suits in the summertime when it, like this summer, especially when it was plus 35 degrees outside, sun's just beaming down on you and you're, you got no choice but to put it on? It gets a little soupy. Yeah. Like, do you have multiple suits or do you just have your one suit that you got to keep clean?
5: Yeah, two sets, usually two sets of gear. If uh, you've been here for a little bit, we try, I think, five years and then you get a second set and uh, you kind of cycle through. So, you know, if you get a fire then it's got to get washed and inspected and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. They're the It's come a long way. They've gotten a lot lighter, but they're certainly not... I mean, you guys know they're not light by any means and uh, they don't let a lot lot of air out or in. So yeah, you just got to kind of build up your heat tolerance, I think, a little bit and uh, get used to it.
0: Yeah. I think I own these pants now. I don't think you guys want them back. <laughs> there's are, a lot of your DNA is yeah, in the inside of those pants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we've just gone through the photo shoot. Uh, Let's just pretend we're in the calendar. What's next? Like what's next for the for the group this year? Where, where does this go? When does the calendar come on sale? Where, give us some information on that.
5: Yeah, so once the actual shooting's done, we get all the edits through, then we start to work with uh, the committee and the charity to kind of put everything together. We work with a local sponsor, Minuteman uh, Press over here, and they put everything together for us. We get a quick proof, and then we fit all the sponsors in and that kind of stuff. And uh, once we're happy with that, then we kind of send it off to the presses. And then uh, then we've got our big launch night.
6: So the launch night will be on uh, November sixth. It's gonna be at Bose. It's gonna be an awesome party. I'm really looking forward to it. Basically we're gonna have all the all the guys that are in the calendar, they're gonna get up on stage and there's gonna be a little bit of a show and uh, I'm mean, hosted by you guys, so it'll be a huge event in that manner. And hey, then, lay off our bodies, man. <laughs> <a> little- <laughs> <laughs> you don't have
5: much competition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
6: Yeah, except, except, except for
5: the <laughs> Except except for these guys, I
6: guess. Because of COVID this year, we gotta get a little creative and I guess this year 2021. So we're going to be able to sell it online. So we're going to be, we have a website that you can check out, uh, reddeerfirefighterchildrenscharity.com. So that is live now. So you can check that out. Then we're going to have different avenues to get a hold of us, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or on our actual website.
0: And I know we kind of talked about this and we don't have anything set, but I think we should, you know, take our photos of the four of us too. And I don't know if anyone wants them, but we'll, I think we'll sell them separately, do some prints out just to raise some extra Money for the charity too. I don't know exactly how that'll look. Lund, uh, we'll get you at a table at, at the launch party selling those too. And
3: yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll be paying people to take to take some of our as photos. long as the
0: money goes to charity. It doesn't matter how we get it. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. And uh, that might be the only night where we go to Bose where it's like planned. Expect well, it's always expected. But now, Lund, you really have a reason to take your shirt off at Bose on stage. Yeah, I'll just be another one of the boys, I guess.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you look like you fit right in yeah. already. You're good to go.
0: So let. Let's talk about the charity now because I know in a different, I think through the Chubs and some other different ways too, it's something we've supported because we have other friends too involved in the Red Deer Fire Department. I'll talk a little bit about the charity. Obviously, it's a big one and this calendar raises a lot of money. So maybe, you know, how long you've been supporting it and where the money goes.
6: So... Uh, the charity was started in 1982. Uh, It was originally called the Red Deer Firefighters Community Fund. It's since changed into the Red Deer Children's Charity. That way we focus more on uh, helping kids in the community, uh, in the Red Deer community. We also branch out and we help out other like-minded charities. The three ways that we support the community is that we provide assistance uh, to local families. Uh, We support uh, programs in Red Deer and we collaborate and assist other like-minded charities, like I said. So I was talking with with uh, our charity president and uh, he just gave me a few um, brief uh, examples that we did. We were able to recently uh, help fund a specialty car seat for a child who had special conditions and they weren't able to sit in like a regular car seat. So we got a special uh, custom made seat for them. Uh, And another one, uh, we recently helped purchase a power wheelchair for uh, somebody with mobility issues. So that was really cool to hear about that. Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest thing is the fact that it's a
5: local charity, right? I mean, the fact that uh, it's ran by guys on the department it, the money goes back to the community. You know, we it's pretty tight, so things are there's a lot of accountability and transparency, which is pretty important to us because um, we're putting a lot of work, a lot of time, and energy into this stuff. So it's really nice to kind of see exactly where all the money's going and exactly how we're helping the the community. So
1: yeah, like you said, Stephen, like I think just from an outsider, that's pretty cool. The personal touch you guys can leave on on some people in, in Red Deer's lives and and knowing that it's coming from the actual fire department, who's you know a huge part of our community. I think' it's outstanding. So I think just from our side of things, like not being involved in this and just having a fun piece of the parody part, um, you know, make sure you grab a calendar, uh, head to their website. You know, this is the kind of stuff you're supporting right here in our community. So go get your calendars. So what other, what other types Tell of Tell them one
3: sent you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, that might be, that might be uh, copyright. copyright <laughs> do <laughs> do, do I need
4: copyright? to get a lawyer for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be
3: hearing put from that my right Lord. across the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
3: besides the, the, the calendar and the photo shoot, what other types of events does the Firefighters Charity do throughout the year to raise money?
5: Uh, there's a bunch. Uh, we do like a muscular dystrophy drive every year. So it's kind of like a rooftop campout where right. guys spend a few days in the middle of winter up on the top of the station uh, accepting donations. and.
6: Now, we've always picked the coldest months to do that. Two years ago when we did it, was like minus minus three. 30 and we're up on top of station three on uh, 30th Ave there. So, so do people just like throw money at you while
5: you're sitting yeah. on the <laughs> roof there? Yeah, us, le- us less committed volunteers, we uh, pass a boot around on the street. So people drive by and dump money into a, one of those boots. And right. uh, that's
6: how we raise the money. So yeah, that's it's- a
0: much less stupid way of doing
6: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we also do like a, a toy drive um, where we collect toys and we bring them down to, uh, uh, there's a hotel that hosted a big uh, breakfast for everybody. And then we were able to d- deliver the toys off to uh, uh, the distribution center where they got to make sure we sent them out to all the kids that were in need and then another
5: one we do is like a pancake breakfast westerner days I think at the beginning of westerner days every year in the bower mall uh, parking lot so guys uh, turn up and we feed everybody and accept donations so you get a lot of guys coming out to help out for that kind of stuff it's pretty nice to be a part of so
1: what about christmas trees I gotta get rid of my christmas tree you guys still do that I don't want any part of that
0: (laughs) (laughs) you might as well it's like it's october you might as well hang on to it for a little (laughs) while. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. That might be one
5: of our longest running uh, events, the Christmas tree pickup every year. So pretty much after the holidays, people just turf their trees onto the parking lot. And then a bunch of guys, sleep deprived guys after a night shift drive around in minus 30 or 40, picking them up, uh, accepting donations. So that one's been a nice one that we've done for a long time. It's kind of one of those legacy events that's been good for us.
0: So I guess forming this partnership, because obviously, hopefully after we host this, this calendar launch that you guys don't turf us, we don't ruin everything for you. But I think it's a really cool partnership because, the you know, the fire department and Red Deer emergency services are such a big part of the community. Kind of want to take the opportunity while we have you here to learn a bit more about it. I know for myself, because coming from Calgary, things are kind of separate. Like if you're with the fire department, you're a firefighter. I know for you guys, it's a little different, right? Like, yeah, we have
5: uh, something called an integrated service in Red Deer. So it's a little bit like baseball. Like we we all have multiple kind of roles that we fill. So just depending on the day of our, of, uh, our tour, we'll either be riding on the medic or riding on the engine and uh, some days, depending on the station, we'll be on the ladder truck, the rescue truck, that kind of stuff. So we do a little bit of everything here. But um, I think that we we provide like a great service for the city because we can kind of fill all those roles. So the same guys that are showing up on the ambulance one day are the guys that are showing up on the fire truck the next day. So whenever you're on calls, you kind of know everybody pretty well, and that makes things run a lot smoother.
3: Do you guys have a have a favorite favorite position? Like Griffin's
5: favorite <laughs> spots on the medic.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's a loaded question. Way, (laughs) That's a different type of show, (laughs) Lan. Oh, wait, this isn't the
6: after-hours show?
5: (laughs) (laughs) If Griffin. this is the blue light interview already. Griffin's favorite position's on the lazy boy at station yeah, if two. Yeah, I could be
6: on the couch and holding that down. Uh, no, I think uh, they eat. Each uh, apparatus has their pros and cons. I, I think it's an absolute riot to be on the medic and driving around and having fun in that regard. And then you know, there's nothing that beats you know driving a fire truck as well and spraying water and you know going to the big call and stuff like that. So they, that's, that's a very political answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy to have a job here So I saw I saw
3: on social media this summer when it was really hot You guys did go out and like to playgrounds and just sprayed the fire hose for hundreds of school kids Like, Is that something new that you've done or have you done that for the You saw
0: it from social media or from the parking lot
3: With <laughs> 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 your windows rolled up. Yeah, I know my lawyers advised me to say social media <laughs> Is that something you guys started this year or have you been doing it the last number of years? No,
6: we've been doing the spray parks for a number of years now I think it's a lot of fun We're just the biggest kids when we get to go out and play and, and spray water Burden. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to recruit
5: future uh, firefighters, oh, yeah. right? So we want to show them how cool the job is, and uh, yeah, like Griff said, any day where you get to go out and and uh, spray the water and drive the truck and turn the lights on and stuff—that's a great day for us. You know, we love coming to work on those days. So, and then, like you guys know, the soupiness of the fire gear—it's nice to get hosed down every once in a while.
0: And Where was that today? Oh, that's coming after Ted. Don't <laughs> don't you worry, buddy. So for you guys, obviously. You, know, you talk about it, it being a cool job, and I know I, I'd be terrified to be a, a firefighter or really work in emergency services at all. So there's always that aspect of it. But what is maybe your your favorite part of the job? Obviously, other than keeping people safe, because I think that's the obvious answer. But is there something really cool, like an experience, obviously, that you can't get anywhere else other than looking like
6: Griff? I think it's uh, the camaraderie. Like I don't know. Any other job that you can have where it's like two barbecues and two sleepovers with your best friends every four days. You know, we have hockey twice a week. The retired guys come by the hall every once in a while and be, oh, it's 1130. I didn't realize you guys were uh, having lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I could sit down and join you. <laughs> Write that down one eleven thirty. No, it's uh it's... <laughs> now, do you have to be a retired firefighter to come by for the, for the lunch? Just hold
1: I on to those pants, Lenny. Can- yeah, <laughs> just wear those pants into
6: the hall. After today,
5: you're honorary. <laughs> all you can right. show up, yeah. Worth it. Yeah, that's... No, the teamwork is awesome, but... Uh, I have a little more of a selfish answer. My favorite thing to do on a fire is breaking down doors. I think that's uh, one of the coolest things we get to do in our uh, job—gaining access. Yeah, forcible entry is like a sweet. It's super fun, and um, you know, getting access to a fire and putting a fire out—it's like that's why we all became firemen, right? That's why we love to do the job. So,
3: do you have like a really cool saying right before you kick
0: down a door? Put
5: the blue stuff on the (laughs) red stuff. Please don't get hurt, yeah. Griffin.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if either of those were that cool, but yeah. Uh, we got to work on our catchphrase. I think next time, just yell, Lundy sent me and boot down the <laughs> door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, if it's to my house, I guess it would make sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So one of the cool parts, uh, again, from an outsider's view is, well, maybe not cool because shift work I know is pretty hard and can be pretty hard on the body. And I know, Griff, you're running on some minimal sleep and then going back into a shift. But you guys all have kind of your side gigs that you get to work. Um, I know if I was a firefighter, I'd probably sleep for four days. But I think it's pretty cool that a bunch of you guys are able to do other stuff like yourself, uh, Stephen, as a photographer. Maybe talk to us about, uh, I saw your photography skills today in motion and they are good. I'm looking forward to seeing my abs after you Photoshop them. So uh, yeah, let's, fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about uh, your side business. Like how's that going? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's probably the least cool
5: side hustle of anybody at work. We got plumbers and carpenters and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like five years ago, I was spending a lot of time in the mountains climbing. And uh, so I started just kind of taking pictures of what I was doing. And I kind of found out that there was a bit of a niche there So I sort of started leaning into, uh, like commercial tourism work and that kind of thing. And then, uh, in the last couple of years, getting married, having a kid, I've been spending a lot more time at home. So, uh, I I'm kind of leaning more now doing more like just commercial or or that type of advertising stuff. But, um, anytime you get to kind of download this job and you get to pick up something else, it's a nice day. You kind of get to take a bit of a mental break from this sort of thing. Cause you're right. It's hard, you know, it's a tough gig. And, uh, so get, getting to do something else is super fun. It's something I'm passionate about. I had way too much fun. Take a shot to you guys today. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a fun gig, and then you know, take it home and get to edit in uh, in my underwear, drinking a coffee. That's a nice uh, nice way to get paid too. So
0: while well, you edit Lund in his underwear, <laughs> that's full circle. yeah. <laughs>
5: I hope he comes back to the edit, it's still in his underwear. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Don't don't force up any pants on me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give the fans what they want, Steven. Yeah. Give the people what
3: they want. Yeah. So uh, I guess this this question is for both of you here. How long have you guys been been firefighters and uh, has it always been in Red Deer here?
6: I've been a fire paramedic here for like uh, five years here. I'm coming on five years in December, and uh, yeah, I've only worked here on this department.
5: I'm uh, eight years in November, and uh, I think I've been in the fire service thirteen years now. So before this, I worked up north uh, as a kind of a on airplanes like medevacs. So I'd spent all my time uh, going from like a small town to small town, picking up uh, high acuity patients and bringing them to the big city. And uh, that was a great gig because the boss of that job uh, had a lot of connections in forestry, and so I'd spend my summers as a wildfire rappel member rappelling out of helicopters. So like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little less sexy, but pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But uh, yeah, so I did that kind of bounce back and forth for a few years and then uh, just got tired of living out of a suitcase. So that's where I kind of decided to make Red Deer home.
3: And uh, one more question for me here. I, I, I've seen a number of fire halls around the city. Do you get to, to pick what fire hall you're at or are you just given one and how long until you're kind of rotated to, to a new fire hall?
6: Uh, we're assigned a fire hall. It all depends on like deployment and uh, your specialties, what uh, kind of training you have. Every hall has their own specialty, whether it's a hazmat hall, a rope rescue hall. We have downtown where we have like the ladder trucks and and the rope rescue down there, and so we kind of just try to spread everybody out accordingly. Uh, the junior guys, like myself, uh, we do the six month rotations. Uh, at different halls. It, it gives us the chance to work with different captains and different members and just uh, experience the city a little differently. And then some of the s- more senior guys, with they have the more specialty training. They'll get posted at a hall for one, two, or three years. Yeah. So pretty much just as
5: you're tired of one hall, you get moved to a new hall. So that's nice. You get a different, kind of a different feel, different people you get to interact with. And then like Griff said, just different trucks you get to be on every day, which is super fun.
0: Are there any myths or stereotypes that you maybe, you know, now that you have a captive audience of at least 20 to 30 people, is there any myth with uh, working at the fire hall, being a firefighter that you want to debunk right now? Yeah. That
5: we all look like Griffin mostly. (laughs)
3: Like, don't firefighters just like play video games all night, Griff, and and eat pasta and uh, play ping pong? Or, Why or are you, or you describing hockey? your life to Griff? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so like you have the job already. Yeah, he's applying. He's applying. But so, so in, in reality, though, you're you you probably don't have very very many nights where you don't get any calls.
5: Yeah, there's not many nights on the medic where you get to sleep all night. Our ambulance is pretty busy in Red Deer, so that's a tough gig, especially the night shifts. You know, everybody likes to be kind of busy during the day and and that sort of stuff. But at the during nights, it'd be nice every now and then to get a bit of a snooze. But uh, yeah, most nights I would say probably on the medic we're rolling most of the night.
0: So just as we wrap up here again, I want to thank you guys for doing this. But really, we appreciate it. We had an awesome day coming out. Thanks for letting us borrow your lube too. We we really appreciate, I guess, have it. We didn't just give it back, like give back what we used. But uh, again, going back to the calendar, like just seeing the amount of work that goes into it, both you know, for the the firefighters to get into shape and Steven, for you, what goes goes behind it. So yeah, make sure you go buy a copy. It's worth it. It's for a great cause. And one last thank you to as we're looking straight forward to Riley from Communal Creative Studios. He's sitting under an umbrella right now with his his camera on a tiny chair there filming, came out all day, filmed us so again thank you to you and hey guys can i just say thanks for keeping us safe
3: thanks for keeping our community safe so we can so we can sleep at night i know it's a lot of work and mm-hmm. I, I i appreciate it i think i can speak for everyone here when i say keep up the good work
0: <laughs>
5: thanks man thanks for
1: having yeah, us guys for having appreciate
5: us. it it's been a lot of fun
1: we'll see you guys november 6th that bows you betcha looking forward to it and thanks again for the lube
0: and thank you to Griff and Steven, not only for the interview, uh, they were nervous for it. We brought them into our world a little bit after they took us into theirs, but it was an awesome time. We'll start with Walsh, cause you you weren't you had to leave before the interview. What did you think of the shoot other than you obviously were the best looking guy there? It was a lot
2: hotter out than I anticipated because we were there's no wind and we were right in the sun. So, I mean, I was starting to sweat. Hey man, you were bringing the heat. Yeah, that's true. Had I, so had much, we, yeah, you, I had we to. We covered
0: you in so much lube. You couldn't <laughs> tell what was sweat and what was baby oil. So.
2: Uh, yeah, I
0: thought I got it all off after, but I had to go shower when I got home. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing too like being covered in oil and then baking in the sun too. Yeah. That was the best part. But it was a really interesting... Interesting experience and I kind of thought about it after the fact and you know we just released the amazing video that Riley from Communal Creative Studios made to kind of announce that we're, we're hosting the show and, and working with them to help raise money but thinking about that like that's a pretty incredible experience for us because the the firefighter calendar, no matter where you go, is it's almost like a sacred thing. It's a big tradition and we we got brought in kind of at the risk of maybe undermining it a little bit or making fun of it but the photos we took, yeah, our bodies are a little doughier than what you might see in an actual calendar but to be a part of that experience too and and see what goes into it and, you know, use our platform to share it a little bit more I think is amazing so we, we can't thank those guys enough for having us out and again, just, uh, I don't think we're ever going to stop talking about that experience because it was pretty awesome.
2: To your point, I thought it was a very unique opportunity, like never in a million years that I think I'd ever be anywhere close to a firefighter photo shoot, let alone be in one. And uh, those guys made it really easy just to get comfortable. And I don't know how you guys felt, but I've had to do a, few photo shoots because of Rob Ray lately. So I definitely was more comfortable than I probably normally would have been if I didn't have that experience. But yeah, like I said, those guys made it really comfortable and I thought it went by pretty quick. And I mean, being with you guys in all honesty, it's, I mean, we just have fun all the time. Right. So I've seen it before where people get really nervous and then it's really hard to, you know, get into it. And so that's part of it.
1: Well, and to your point, like Aaron was there producing the heck out of that. Uh, with her husband, Griffin. Steven, a masterful photographer. Like after seeing the actual shots, I'm wondering where my love handles went and I'm (laughs) loving it. So thanks Steve. Uh, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, thanks Photoshop. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> wondering. I knew where mine were, they were just strategically placed elbows.
1: Yeah, I had that I had that fire hose that I could kind of <laughs> hide everything, which is great. Uh, no, but and like to speak to Erin a little bit cuz like she's just been a rock star the last, I don't know, number of weeks with ad reads and and taking time out of her night. Just a huge shout out to you, uh, Griffin, Steven, the whole crew like It was such a fun day. They brought out the, it was like they brought out the tickle trunks, hey, when they brought out those three things with all the fire suits in it and we're trying them on and me and Ted are struggling to find pants that fit us and we're just rocking open, open flies. And yeah, it was a good day.
0: Yeah. When they handed me the exact same size, like fire pants that Walsh was wearing very comfortably and perfectly, I knew we were in trouble. But (laughs) you know, I thought too, for me, I hate getting my picture taken. Like the video cameras rolling, the microphones rolling, I'm very comfortable Two things made me way more comfortable. A, having Griff and Aaron kind of coach me through, especially Griff. But the other thing that made me more comfortable, the confidence of Ryan Lund. You know, I go up and I'm so rigid in front of the camera. He goes up, does whatever he wants, takes his pictures. He's loose. He's feeling good. And he's he's done and out of there. So it, pretty interesting day. And it, it felt kind of good. I know the last year I've been forcing you guys to come out of your shell a little bit. And I had to do it that day. So...
1: Just to rewind a little bit, because you said, you know, you mentioned, you know, they're taking a little bit of a risk, bringing us into their sacred thing, right? In our defense, our little <laughs> shtick is to be the parody crew. So I think that this is going to be rock solid. I think we're going to have an awesome night at Bo's on November 6th. Ladies, get your tickets. Uh, I'm sure we'll have details on that through our social media or or later on in the podcast but uh, support these guys who who have put themselves through the ringer on uh, diet and and working out and you know we've known some friends in the past that have done it and it's it's a hell of a lot of work and and we got to just show up I don't think I've worked out in like four years and and got to be part of a cool shoot so uh, let's make sure we support them and their and their charity and and let's have a fun night at Bose.
3: Yeah like like you said Dust, we're not uh, we're not really there to compete with the firefighters we're we're here the Bringing out something a little bit different, and I well,
0: wasn't even close. And we I, won. I, yeah,
3: <laughs> we uh, we brought the attitude for sure. And you know what it was? I just had complete trust in Steven, the <laughs> photographer. I just I just listened to him and I didn't question him at all. And then you took your pants I, off. I took yeah. my pants off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why and... are you only
0: wearing one sock, Lund? Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was real hot out that day. My, the, the sun's going up. My legs needs, needed some sun. So and, and you know what? Everyone else had their shirts off. And I figured, why not be different? Why yeah. not take my pants that off? That is the way. That's Ryan not Lundway. like you, yeah. yeah.
0: But and my favorite, I think, this is my favorite part of the day is you kept your boots on, but you're walking around in like shitty six dollar Fruit of the Loom powder blue underwear. That, I mean, they were fine, but they, like they were definitely like your laundry day underwear. I think. Nah, man, it's the same as wearing swimming trunks. He knew and, you were there
1: for the kids. See, yeah. Never it's lose that. The, it's <laughs> for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> never
0: lose that confidence. <laughs>
2: Ted, when you posted those pictures on Instagram and uh, Ryan's girlfriend uh, <laughs> posts a, a note saying, why is Ryan Lund the only one in his underwear? I had to pause for a second because I've known Ryan a very long time and we've been good friends. And so we've been in a lot of uh, situations together. And
0: um, <laughs> yeah, that's be,
3: a
2: good word. Yeah, be yeah. careful. Be yeah. careful. And uh, I, I I was like, geez, from even what I can remember, there's at least 10 times where Ryan was the only one in his underwear around a bunch of dudes. <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh so I, I let her know that and me, she said yeah that sounds right me so. and kev took swimming lessons together
1: <laughs> <laughs> in your
0: underwear yeah. <laughs> so aaron we know you've known me and and dustin quite a while and now you've been part of this podcast for long enough that i don't think anything that day surprised you so you can tell us a bit about your experience from that end but i know you've seen the whole thing because you know we won't see till the calendar comes out but griff is
4: he looks gr- good. I,
0: I can't, I don't even have the words.
4: No, it was, you know what? It's wonderful to be able to bring together kind of my two core Red Deer groups with the, you know, uh, Red Deer Emergency Services and the podcast. But I think too, you know, we get the guys that are in the calendar and you guys get so excited about the photo shoot and that's such a focus. And for somebody like Kevin or any of the guys in the photo shoot, it is, you know, months of hard work and really keeping at it. But there's also so much that happens after the shoot not only is there the fun calendar release party but it is all for the red deer firefighters children's charity and they do activations and you know good work like you heard in the interview all year long and this is you know just kind of the start for these guys not only do they have to you know, look great and kind of be their, their best selves for the calendar. But throughout the rest of the year, they're, you know, at different events and selling tickets and selling calendars and really, you know, raising as much money as they can. So it's not only like looking great, but they're really putting in the work in the community as well.
0: Honestly, a big opportunity for us. I think we're going to reach a new audience and, and have a lot of fun.
4: You might find a wife.
0: I mean, Yeah. Well, I mean, technically I still have one, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're not that. We're not, we're, it's a pretty open marriage. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told that story yet. But, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Ladies, if you're looking to get with a married man without actually doing anything wrong, I am your guy. <laughs>
1: Oh, I yeah. hope that stays in. It, it might. Yeah. That's yeah. what she
0: said. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't. That's why I don't stay have to stay hot, oh, Teddy. We just stay sh- we we in, yeah, ladies. If
3: Caught
1: you want balls, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this
0: is uh, if that stayed in, then everyone you just got a good look at, at what goes on b- behind the scenes here a bit, but really. It's going to go beyond us just hosting that night, too. Like, we're going to work hard to sling these calendars. We do have the photos for people asking, no, we're not in the actual calendar, uh, but we're going to do yet, something with some yet. yet. Yeah, maybe mean, next we, year. Maybe someone will drop out and we, could, we can sneak in. <laughs>
4: it <laughs> just, hasn't been printed yet, so there's yeah. still time, boys.
0: Well, you never know. Jason Kenny might announce Smarch just to, you know what? Hey, 2021 is not, a, we're going to have the best Smarch ever. So that's going to be our month. But really we're, we're going to keep working with them to, to raise as much money as we can so stay tuned for more stuff from us it's just kind of a, a drop in the bucket there and will say, Aaron, like you, you talk about how all the firefighters worked hard to, to prepare. Like, I had a pretty small dinner the night before. So I think we all sacrificed to try and look good for that shoot.
4: You guys looked incredible. And it was really fun to see Griff and Underhay's confidence in directing you and getting the shoots and you guys being a little bit nervous and unsure, except for Lund. And then <laughs> transitioning to the interview where you guys are so confident and then having Griff and under be a little bit like oh and having to remind griff that he's done a really good job of keeping himself private and kind of offline and i was like you're like you're out there now well like, the ones that calendar comes out
0: too he's- oh yeah
4: he's very married
0: So am I, it doesn't stop me
4: (laughs) I was
1: waiting
3: So like we're not here To promote infidelity but if you want (laughs) to Dip your toe in the water, Ted's still Married but it's not, it doesn't count as cheating So
0: Happily married for the last three Years but Yeah, yeah,
3: living living with Me
0: (laughs) Okay, we're talking a lot about this but it's a big thing And a big experience for us and we have to Talk about the video Riley made For us, which is if you haven't gone on social Media or on our YouTube page and and seen it the full 1 minute video it's incredible he was out there it was a hot day at one point he was under an umbrella and again we do a lot of weird stuff and he came out on a sunday afternoon and and did that and in the middle of sober october no less so he couldn't even you know have a couple beers to make it easier but i'm going to put him on the spot maybe he'll come in here and grab Aaron's microphone yeah, real he's quick coming. i i have to hear a videographers first hand <laughs> experience of what that day was like for you cuz you've seen a couple different things you're a music guy you film a lot of bands starting with the firefighter shoot like was that was a whole new realm for you it was new in a way but at the same oh. time i would say that we'd been practicing for our magnum opus since we started working together <laughs> i honestly can't count how many times i've seen you guys with the tarps off shirts come off <laughs> at the drop of a hat (laughs) and uh also not the first time i watched people put
5: lotion on each other so (laughs) So, i feel like we've just been training but this time
0: you were making the video instead of watching the video on the internet no 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 no. yeah stride oh Oh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: forgot about the stride massage from ryan
3: Lund. so riley would you say your entire career has been building up to this moment I
5: can't not say that.
3: His
0: entire (laughs) retirement has been coming. He's going to release a documentary from that day called Why I Quit. (laughs) Thank you again for everything you do for us, you and Ryan. You know, Ryan was somewhere at 6 a.m. that day, so I don't envy him at all. I think he would have much rather seen Lund Lund running around in his underwear like the rest of us saw. But thank you again for everything that you do. And we keep telling everyone to give you guys a call, and I think that's – Right there, a pretty prime example of why you should. Cause, and you turned that around really quickly. And good thing, because we had, that, had to make that surprise announcement. So thank you for that too. Anytime, boys. Hey, Riley, do you have any tips for the next time we do it? Work out. <laughs> <laughs> Hire someone else.
1: <laughs> so I think just to close off our, our cool, unique experience and, and thank you to, to the firefighters that brought us in, Griff and, and Steven and the, and the calendar and the charity and just everyone who's a part of that whole night that's going to happen at Bose. But uh, I got to bring my my daughter that day, Teddy, you set it up through Aaron and, and Griff that they could come and hang out on the charity truck and tour it. First time she's seen a fire truck. We had our in-laws, our my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their little one, and they got to come out and see it too. So just a, a great job by everyone involved uh, with the Red Deer Emergency Services. And, and uh, another reason that my daughter's been talking about the fire trucks and why I'm not a fireman. At home. So thanks a lot, boys.
0: Yeah, does she understand now? Does she yeah, understand why you a fireman? She's
1: seen me enough with my shirt off, so she knows why I'm not a fireman.
0: So again, that that was a little long wrapping that one up, but I think it was worth it. Uh a great experience. Thank you again to everyone involved. Can't wait to to do more with this moving forward. Again, if you haven't got your tickets, ladies, for the launch night at Bose, November sixth, you can get them at Bose thirty-five bucks. Gets you entry, gets you the calendar, which is worth twenty bucks. And it gets you a Troubled Monk beverage as well. They're a sponsor of that event. And uh, yeah, we Lund is for sure gonna be signing autographs. Maybe pic, maybe the picture will be Griff, but still Lund will be signing them. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to see everyone there.
3: Yeah, I'll sign anything. Just, just show up. I mean, I'll sign any, I'll bring, I'll sign I'll any, any, any picture, <laughs> I'll sign any picture. Oh,
0: man. Right there on one cheek,
1: HA, yeah. and right there on the other, PPY. Well,
0: if you're signing any, I should bring you my divorce papers. And get that done. <laughs> yeah, we should get that done before the event. Yeah all right so boy how do we move on from there still lots to talk about again we're going to move into our tourism red deer spotlight and this one this one we get to kind of hit on a a couple different cool members of tourism red deer it is hockey season the red deer rebels they've had a couple home games they are a tourism red deer member and I think it's cool because when we talk about them we get to talk about tourism members westerner park troubled monk is the official beer there and a new sponsor this year which I think is awesome because it it just adds some local flavor to the centrium is pv mart
1: yeah like them stepping up. uh, I don't know if a deal expired or what happened, but them stepping up and being the the name sponsor of the Centrum is pretty cool. It it looks great on the building. I think Uh, good for them. I know Troubled Monk, uh, they got a cool, unique spot in the Centrum, the craft corner. Uh, I think they're the only craft uh, beverage in the Centrum. So pretty awesome for them. Our friends over at Troubled Monk who always are doing so many things for us. So um, if you haven't got out to a Rebels game this year, do it. Uh, I know I think they're, you know, they're doing pretty well off the here they they got a year, year older and or well I guess uh, everyone got a year older <laughs> but uh they uh oh,
0: that's how they brought works. in they, oh. they
1: brought in some uh, some older players and and a new coach and and uh, they're off to a hot start.
0: What what you said make makes sense in like in junior hockey speak.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and
0: going back to PV Mart, I think that's one of the coolest places to go because you know it, it's a lot more local than your your other hardware stores. But you know Lund, I think Lund sang the jingle for us before. You know you go in there for one thing and you can look around and uh, Aaron, you're a horse person so i'm sure you've been in in pv mart more than once
4: i sure have and they have a great selection not only of horses no they do not sell horses there uh but of farm supplies but also just like other cool shit that you have to buy
3: i think that should be their slogan (laughs) horse supplies and other cool shit (laughs) Sing it. (laughs) (laughs) PV Mart, horse supplies, and other cool shit.
0: You're the king of taglines these days. Yeah, I better get compensated for that one. (laughs) But, you know, and PV Mart's a place like, you know, you don't go, I'm not going to mention the other types of stores by name, but you don't necessarily go there just to look around or like even take your kids there and and find said cool shit. Who are you talking about, Ted? Yeah. Oh, I think you know. (laughs) Do they sell bikes where their front yes. tire falls I was, off? I was going to get to that. I said, I don't know. A PB store called Mart. Albertan Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that if they sold bikes, the tires would stay on, but.
1: Me and my wife, well, my wife buys all our garden <laughs> seeds there. Uh, I guess wow. I'm not really a part of the whole gardening process, but she grows some mean ass carrots and I can tell you, I don't know if it's the soil, but it must be those seeds at PV Mart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dustin's there. He's just in the car playing his Game Boy. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and if you're an Instagram influencer looking for those cute Carhartt toques, Phoebe Mart.
0: That's- I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. yeah you- you're fine. talking to one of the biggest Instagram influencers out here in Lund. I'm, I'm debating what my third photo <laughs> post should be.
4: Uh, you and a Carhartt hat yeah, from Pee okay. Mark.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's just a, a cool spot going all the way back. That's a, a cool sponsorship and something more local. And, yeah, obviously, Rebels games is, uh, especially now, we haven't really had hockey for well over a year. So, it, it's cool to see them back and kind of all the connections there.
1: The World Juniors, too. At Westerner Park, CFR are coming up. Like they got some crazy events coming up uh, that uh, hopefully you know. Let's say the L Word or is that the right? yeah lockdown? Yeah, we don't want to yeah. say that, but uh, we'll don't say I don't. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we'll end up in that. But you know, some great events that are coming. Uh, some big, very big corporate events. Uh, lots of corporate business behind those events, and and hopefully we're rocking in the Centrum. Uh, I know they're part of the rep program, so. Yeah, li- really looking forward to to building that uh that place back up after what it was a year and a half off.
2: I just want to say kind of to your point of the different events and everything that we've been able to pull into central alberta recently i think Westerner park for all their issues that they've gone through at least you know they've made it a world-class center and uh being able to bring in some pretty high end and high quality and very well-known events is awesome and hopefully we can keep doing that i'd love to see you know i know we've done concerts in the past and to varying degrees but um, I'm hoping that kind of when things turn around, they need to continue on that path because we're just a perfect location for a lot of these kind of mid-level bands and concerts and whatever plays, uh, we got great facilities, so hopefully we can keep that going.
0: I hope they bring the Harlem Globetrotters back soon mm-hmm. too. Cause that was, I don't know if you've ever been, that's, that's a it. pretty cool, unique event they have there. Are they still undefeated? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: maybe that should be our goal—to
0: <laughs> to beat them, to beat no, them? To, to to somehow
2: be involved in the game when they right. come
0: back. <laughs> yes, put it that well, on well, the list. Put Teddy. it out in the universe, right and there. I know we we are gonna hopefully. This winter, do something. Work with the rebels a bit and be at a game and do something fun as well. You know, we have lots of ties there.
3: Yeah, I played a bubble
0: hockey intermission
3: game for them a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna vote that we do. You do that again. It was
1: it was at the top prospects game when they hosted uh, oh, yeah. pre-COVID, and we were still playing for the Red Deer Rustlers at the time. And we had a team practice, and uh, um, I believe Marissa asked us to to be. In the bubble hockey game, there were six of us at the top prospects game. And so we all lit up. Oh, yeah, we're going for sure. Like, this is going to be awesome. Huge crowd in the building, uh, nationally televised. (laughs) And uh, we go down, we're playing for these Zamboni coolers. And uh, so we we said before, hey, let's just go out and give it our all. Let's dummy each other on the ice. Like, let's put a good show on for the crowd and and, uh, we'll draw names after for the cooler. So great. All good, and I remember I get out there, and we're we're in helmets and inside these bubble machines or whatever they're called, and bubbles. No machine. I saw Lundy from a mile away, and my eyes just lit up, and I just absolutely smoked him. And you hear the crowd go ooh, <laughs> and and we keep playing or whatever, and we get out of there, and Lundy Lundy comes to me, goes, "Holy shit, I ripped my jeans." <laughs> They're right in the crotch, they're ripped wide open, he goes, oh no, we don't see this on national television.
3: So so I I remember it like it was yesterday, because yeah, I got knocked over. And then when I stood, like it was tough to stand back up in those bubbles. And I was wearing some tighter jeans and I stood up funny or whatever, and I heard this large rip. And the first thing I thought was, oh no. I'm gonna be on national TV in one of those blooper reels. There's a guy with <laughs> with a ripped ripped crotch, ripped jeans, and that like I'm never gonna live it down. So for the last like two minutes of that game, I was just trying to like keep my keep my thighs close together <laughs> while I was running the bubble. And then as soon as we got off the ice, I like reached down to figure out how big the hole was and <laughs> and like exactly where it was. But uh, lucky for me, the bubble kind of protected all that from from what I've been told and so and then I won the draw for the cooler so all, in all <laughs> not a bad day and you know what sometimes
0: your pants come off even when you don't mean them to
3: yeah that was just an innocent situation but I'd, I'd give it another go I've, I've learned a lot from that bubble bubble hockey game once again you found yourself in a situation <laughs> yeah. where your underwear is there at least hey at least I was wearing underwear man yeah I would have been pretty unfortunate yeah. if I wasn't well how many fingers was the hole like it was man it was huge it yeah. was too. <laughs> how should I measure this? It was both seams. It was both. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like
0: almost down like like oh. half his thigh. Like it was. A I lot. had to
3: throw the pants. I out, know guy. I have yeah, a picture. You probably of somewhere. get some better
2: jeans. Yeah, yeah. If only I knew a place. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know when yeah. I find one. <laughs>
0: So to wrap up, go to the Rebels game, wear loose pants just in case because you never know what will happen. Go to PV Mart, check it out. Check out Westerner Park. There's always lots of stuff going on there as well. And Drink Troubled Monk. I think that wraps up that spotlight. And speaking of drinking, well, not me because I made a terrible decision to do Sober October. So more for you guys. But again, door tender delivered as they always do, enjoying some nice uh, Alberta craft beer. And, you know, for us... This partnership is has been amazing with Doortender. You know, Brian and Troy and everyone else there, Brian's kind of the main guy we talk to, but are always always looking to do new stuff with us. And they said, hey, you want to do a new code? Which means Oh Dear Summer is is no longer active. But if you used Oh Dear Summer for $10 off, now you can use just Oh Dear 10 for another $10 off your next order. So, another opportunity to save $10, which, uh, yeah, I know Dustin, you're going to burn through that. You might order it on the way home.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, as we talk about everything full circle with this podcast, they're going back to the tourism spotlight. They're, I think, the lineup card sponsor for the Red Deer Rebels now. So, Pretty cool for door tender there. They've made their way on the bus benches or on the Rebels lineup card. Uh, They're doing some big things and and they keep growing, which is great to see from uh, one of our partners.
0: And they had some nice things said about them on Red Deer Reddit that I actually saw, I think today even, which we can't say about this podcast yet, so.
3: Well, one of us needs to get on there and type something nice
0: about us. Yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's a Redditor. She'll get on it for us.
4: I have been lurking for years, never posted, so. Oh. Oh.
0: Long time lurker, first time poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing. <laughs> That's what you should title it, too. Yeah, and uh, use,
3: your, use your 1-900 voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lurking around the corner. What do you think
0: Reddit <laughs> is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you can do it for anything. You can... How- do you just type it, type in brackets, like phone sexy sex voice? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Redditor, but I'm sure you could.
4: <laughs> I'll give it a try and report back.
0: Okay, okay thank you. Uh, one more thing on DoorTender. They're doing, uh, for the second time, their drinks for a year contest, which basically you win a $100 gift card every month for a whole year. So that's $1,200 in free DoorTender. And to quote Brian, it is comically easy to enter. Go to doortender.ca or go on their app. Uh, if you don't have an account, you create one. And then right on there, you just click drinks for a year. You hit enter and you're entered to win. And no, Dustin, you can't win.
1: Oh, I've already entered on their Instagram <laughs> a couple times.
0: <laughs> Who's this Justin Moore? Yeah, I'm going to
1: have to change my name on Instagram.
0: Who's Justin Doerr? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with more. Which I, there's well, that's a tough one.
3: I hope there's some guy named Justin Doerr listening to us <laughs> right now. Like,
0: hey, that's me. <laughs> I win. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Doortender, as always, for uh, providing the beverages tonight and again for the new code. So, dear, 10 for $10 off your next order. So, again, wow, we're, we're rolling along here. A bit of a new segment here. We're going to see how it goes because I know the timeliness of this podcast isn't always there, but... We always talk about you know how we want to support local and highlight local so i want to do a little segment called what's happening just to talk about a, a couple upcoming events that people may not know about or could even use a, a little bit extra uh what is it the oh dear bump i think is is what we're calling it so yeah here we go uh, and for aaron for a brand new segment we have a brand new sponsor
4: what's happening is brought to you by Corey kloss of rbc dominion securities helping families reach their wealth management goals since 2013 by creating a straightforward, clear path. If you have any questions about your current investments or need a plan to reach or maintain retirement, reach out to Corey and his team at RBC Dominion Securities today.
0: So Dustin, I think just to talk about the, the type of guy, just like a, you know all our partners on this show and our friends, talk about the sales meeting you had with Corey, maybe to just show what type of guy he is and how much you had to strong arm him.
1: Yeah, we were at Bose and I showed up uh, fairly late in the evening. I think it was an Opt- Optimus Club meeting that uh, President Lund was running. I sat down beside Corey that night and I said, he, he had mentioned he listened to the podcast and enjoyed it. And I said, hey, you should be a sponsor. He goes, all right. Text me tomorrow. So, uh, you know, awesome guy, you know, a lot younger than us. I didn't really know him growing up. I knew his brother a little more, uh, brothers, I guess. Um, but just a great family and, and a group that, uh, is fun to hang around with. That's for sure.
0: You took the long way there. That's my fault for not prepping you, but it really was, Hey, do you want to sponsor? Yep. And that's the type of guy Corey is. Yeah. I had the chance, uh,
2: in my prior job, um, I would send a lot of clients Corey's way for investment advice and, First off, I'm never going to give a referral to someone that I don't trust and uh, believe in. And so that just shows what type of guy he is. And And he did a phenomenal job. All my clients loved him. So if you're ever looking for even just to sit down, just to say like, hey, I don't know anything about investments. Can you just teach me something to sit down with them and, and talk about maybe if you do have some investments, um, what he can do for you? Because I guarantee he's going to do a great job. So highly recommended.
0: Yeah, so thank you, Corey. Again, just another another one on our roster of pretty amazing community partners. So to get into what's happening, again, uh, this is pretty time sensitive. So I think it goes without saying if you're listening to this, say on October 19th, and we talk about something that happens on October 18th, uh, you you probably missed the boat. So don't show up. But let's talk about <laughs> we had. I did have someone try to sign up for the treasure hunt, like four days ago, so or asking for more information <laughs> on the treasure hunt, so you just never know. But let's talk about something that is a little time-sensitive. I'm not making that up either. And because it's very important, we just went through the federal election, and now this is only going to be relevant for the first couple days that this episode's out, but October 18th, we go to the polls again. Pretty important. I'm sure everyone knows that by now, but just even if one person goes, oh yeah, got to vote. There you go. Oh yeah, got a vote. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) There we go. That's it. And, you know, I think it's important to say, too, I think Lund already said this off the top. You know, I really like make an informed vote. I think you said exactly those words because I think, in my opinion, going and checking a box without even seeing who you're, that's just as bad or that's the same as not voting. So if you do choose to vote, uh, make an informed vote. And uh, there is something pretty important, too, that's up in the air right now that's kind of weird. And I I just kind of want to know where everyone here stands on this is, I think it's the exact wording of it. It is to keep daylight saving time and it's, it's saving not savings you know, that always always drives me nuts but anyways that's a real bugaboo for you yeah it is <laughs> anyways keep daylight saving time <laughs> it is a bugaboo all the bumble butts that say savings uh but I, you know people say that or the thing right now is do we keep it just year-round no time changes ever and to me i think no because a like the sun rising at 9 30 a.m in in the Dead of winter is not a good trade-off for the sun going down at six thirty p.m. instead of five thirty.
1: So I'm torn, I guess, because I don't really care about the morning sun. Now, in talking with my wife, who's really into science, uh, she says it can mess with your circadian rhythm. Which I mean, I probably still don't care. Like,
0: sorry, I, the time change does or the late sunrise? the late does? sunrise, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: But like, I don't know. I I think I would rather the sunset later in the evening, so you got more time for activities. I don't know. You know what? I don't know how my vote's going to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think before I had kids, I would probably be where I don't know. I don't know if I would care a whole lot, but with kids, uh, I'm sure a lot of other parents out there can attest that it just throws a wrench. And yeah, it it only lasts like a week, hopefully, um, where your kids are just trying to get readjusted to the new time and all that crap. Uh, so right now I would say it's just scrap it and let's just keep the same time.
1: So- I agree with you, but if we were going to scrap it, why aren't we scrapping it to stay on standard time?
3: Well, so I think the surrounding provinces and states are on the, I don't know what it's called, like the summertime. So that's Daylight why we're- Daily saving, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daily like would DST. be summertime. Would be summertime, and That's what summertime, it's yeah. actually called, yes. DST. Yeah. So that that's the reason why we would go that direction to mm-hmm. be in the same, that way, if you're dealing with a business and- BC or Saskatchewan, we're on the same. So exact they're time. they're yeah. on
1: daylight savings.
3: So say bing. you're getting uh, cut out of this entire podcast, buddy. I think I think they are, and if they're not, I think they're moving in that direction. So I think the majority of people are, and I think the ones that aren't, like states and provinces that aren't around us, are moving in that direction. But me personally, I'm I'm voting for it. Like I w- I could care less if it's dark in the morning, like. I'm a, I'm not a morning person at all. So yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, Ted. <laughs> S- so when I wake up, if it's darker for an extra hour, it's not going to really affect me at all. But when I get home from work and it's already dark out, that's depressing. If it's still light out for an hour after going from work, I'm I'm in a much better mood. So
1: well, they call uh, it the winter blues. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I I, I guess I have. I have the winter blues and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a yes vote this year. Like, I think we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I do too, but it's only, and this coming from a guy who complains about a lot of shit, he probably shouldn't complain about. And, you know, I get here, you know, with kids and, and getting adjusted to the time, but I got to, anyone with kids. Have you ever taken them on a vacation to a different time zone? Right. That there's a time change there that you got to adjust to. So we're people kind of complaining about twice a year where we have to have a one-hour time change where those same people probably stay out till 4 a.m. drinking and whatever at least once a month, right? So if you kind of put it in perspective, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And, yeah, I'm I'm the exact opposite of you, Lund, is I don't mind when the sun sets early in winter, especially around Christmas time. To me, at that point, that's just kind of part of the season and, and how it feels. But I just don't think, like, why are we changing something just to change it too? Like, let's just keep it the same and maybe let's vote on something more. More important.
4: I am a selfish woman who has horses that she rides outside, and I want it to stay light as long as possible. So
0: that's another yes vote, then,
4: Erin. Yeah. Yeah. Vote and yes.
0: No, I th- and again, if it changed, like I'm not going to be mad if it changes. It's just one of those things that just seems, there's nothing like a good useless debate every now and then. We learned a little bit and probably the least important thing to vote on, but at least now everyone's informed on that issue.
4: <laughs> is, is that what we did here? Did we inform anyone?
0: Disclaimer. Yeah, that's up to each individual person to decide. Because Lund, you don't want to take voting advice from a podcast, right? Uh, you you usually
3: don't, but for this one, vote yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're you're basically voting Team Lund or Team Ted, and I that's I shouldn't have assigned myself to that because it's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like my odds. Um, so again, one more thing we're going to talk about in in a bit more detail because it's, it's close to Dustin is a little bit later than obviously you all hoped, but there is a pretty important date coming up for the Bulldogs in November.
1: Yeah, the building, you know, like everything with COVID and supply chain and everything that comes with a huge building construction, a uh, little bit behind. Uh, we were able to push some games back, but November 3rd, it looks like our first home game with the Bulldogs is going to be in the new building. I got to have a tour of it uh yesterday uh so i guess october 5th or 6th or 7th whatever day and uh in october it's, it's a it's a pretty amazing facility so if you're able to get out uh for our first inaugural game in the building awesome uh if you can't try and get out there at some point and, and see the building it's it's incredible you won't find too many junior a uh 1500 seat arenas that look like that with low seating and and vip areas and uh, the dressing room is just nuts. So uh, it's going to be a, a pretty professional run program for hopefully a number of years to come.
0: And you can go buy a, a 50-50 and support uh, what Dustin's doing.
1: Yeah, the foundation's uh, off to a hot start with the fashion show and and Kev's on the board. We had our board meeting today and, and we're we're moving in the right direction and, and having lots of fun while we're doing it. Kids are out in the community at, at the schools and the food bank and... And we're trying to trying to create this uh, culture of, of community with this team. And in, in turn, the community is uh, going to support us and and really looking forward to kicking it off in that brand new building. You know, I don't know if it's public knowledge. It hopefully is by the time this podcast airs. But Ryan and Riley from Bose uh, Communal Creative Studios, I think I got it right for the first time. Uh, they're going to be running the Jumbotron out there. All so right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, they uh well you guys uh, have all the seen oh
0: dear bump yeah oh well, yeah, so. <laughs> dear
1: bump into the into the bulldogs jumbotron so we've all seen what riley can do with videos and ryan with the audio and their team is is awesome we know we got you know me and you ted uh with the in-game experience that you're going to be doing and, about that and, well, it's already? all it's all, all right. full circle here so uh it's going to be a fun little group to contribute uh, into making a unique game night experience. And and we want to get people in the crowd, uh, even if they don't know what hockey is uh, to come have a good time and, and have some beers.
0: And yeah, I didn't know we were, we were going to talk about it, but I am Yeah, me neither. super excited. I hate saying super, but I am really excited to, to be a part of that game night experience. Been a little while for me. So coming out, you'll see me there, see Dustin there and Lund, don't forget going back to episode nine, Jody owes you a ticket to that first game. So,
3: oh, make sure you make okay. good on that. Yeah. Like, are there any like club seats that yeah, you can Yeah. She, me a ticket she to? said
1: you got to wear the, the Muppet mask, like those guys that sit oh. up in the <laughs> top. Waldorf
2: and Statler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you, yeah, you yeah, get your yeah. choice of seat. I thought All right. You were going to see he had to be in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to wear your fire outfit.
1: Oh, yeah. We're doing bubble hockey in the first intermission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nightmares. Bring out the bubble machine. <laughs> hey,
3: man, anything for the team. <laughs>
0: All right, so th- those are two big things that's happening, and I, unless anyone else has anything I missed, that is what's happening.
3: And Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can probably find that on Reddit too.
4: You probably could.
3: Yeah. Okay. Also,
4: it's my birthday on October 16th, so oh, that wasn't on your calendar, but
3: the big two five always. <laughs> well, happy
0: birthday, Aaron! If we don't see it before then,
4: thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah,
0: but at least make sure you listen to this on October 16th, Aaron, so that it's it's current.
4: Well, I mean, I'll listen to it when it comes out and on the 16th.
0: All right, so it's Aaron's birthday on October 16th, and that's what's happening. All right, let's keep on rolling here because Lundy, it is time for another deer call. Oh, (laughs) whoa. He's sounding the same every time. Yeah. I think he's got
2: it nailed
3: Yeah. But Consistency think,
0: is key. Yeah.
2: I mean once you get it, you get it. I mean I'm
3: not sure I got it, but
0: you got something.
3: Yeah. I think I I think I want to actually get an actual deer caller in here next. Like no, I want a hunter to come in and, and confirm my deer call. Or we should just go out to a forest and I'll just attempt to call a deer. <laughs> Are you
0: writing these <laughs> down? You're just listing off. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do all of the above.
1: Yeah, I think we should go with option C personally. Yeah. I go out yeah. hunting with you, no guns, just go out there and see if we can get a deer close to us.
0: Yeah, just like some water guns or something. I think you just go out on our front lawn. They're out there all the time. Yeah,
3: that's true. I almost I almost hit one the other day, but that's neither here nor there. So
0: yeah. <laughs> you
2: almost hit a deer on your front lawn. Hey, no. <laughs> no, no,
3: but like like a block away from my house,
0: I wasn't expecting someone deer to else's be there. lawn. He was driving up <laughs> oh, on yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: Hey, Aaron, save us. <laughs> Dear Call is brought to you by Andrew Russell of Andrew Russell and Associates, who did not instigate tent wars, but certainly won. Let Andrew get you a win when it comes to buying and or selling your next home. Learn more at andrewrussell.ca.
0: And tell him Lundy sent you. You won't get a lunch sized hole in your house either. And yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I can't go through a brick. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Can't or won't, because those are two different things. Yeah, no, I won't go through Brooke. <laughs> all right, so just quickly again, you know, we had Andrew on last episode, and it hung out. Great, great interview. Again, you know, for you guys, have all that history with him, so really, really appreciate that. Some great stories there, and everyone loves a good, a good Lund story, and I got to say, Lund, again, thank you for being a good sport.
2: Yeah, I... Uh, I... <laughs>
3: Didn't know he was going to tell those stories when he came on and after he told them. Wasn't sure if we were going to keep them in or not. But you know what? Heck, I'm an open book. Uh, and if it's good for the podcast, Ted, it's good for me. So let's uh let's let's tell stories about someone else next time, though.
1: <laughs> and and the us three get to see Andrew on uh this Sunday. Uh our beer league fires up and and we're doing something unique kind of to COVID last year, where we draft, we have 35 guys, I think. We draft two teams. And so, Andrew is my goalie this time around. It's Dustin versus Lund. We draft teams and play for beer. And so, Lundy will be trying to score on him, but I get to hang out with Andrew in the dressing room after. So, bonus.
0: Wow. Yeah, fi- file that under answers to a question nobody asked, but okay. You're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> so, let's get into Deer Call for some answers to a question we actually did ask. Uh, we're in the right in the middle of October in Lund. What does that mean?
3: Uh, it is Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was my and yeah. and, <laughs> it? and it's it's the transformation between uh, summer to winter in Red Deer here.
1: I think he was looking for spooky season.
2: <laughs>
0: That's exactly <laughs>
2: what I was looking for. I, but uh, I love how fall just isn't a season to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not in Alberta, man. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's fall
3: right yeah. now. It's fall right now. It's beautiful. The leaves out. are yeah.
2: gorgeous.
3: No, nah, I golfed. I golfed the other day. It's still summertime. <laughs>
0: All right, so because Dustin was right, you know, you weren't wrong. I just wasn't what I was looking for, but a lot of great Halloween and horror movies on TV, Netflix. Maybe you're throwing in a DVD, whatever. It is Halloween horror movie month, and uh, I I guess first off, how do you guys feel about scary movies? Like, do you do you watch a lot of them? I'm kind of. I know we won't even get into what Aaron watches on Amazon Prime and Netflix, but uh, I think a good one I really like, but I'm not like I don't watch a ton of them.
1: I'm not a big movie guy in general. So, you know, I got some pretty funny stories that I'll share later just from like junior high, high school, but honestly, besides comedies on Netflix or I'm just not a huge movie guy. So I can, I can relate to a lot of these movies that are probably on this list, but don't care a whole ton about them.
2: I am not a scary movie guy at all. They terrify me. Uh, I think it's ludicrous that people get enjoyment from watching (laughs) these sick twisted films uh, so, yeah, I, I got a couple that I'll bring up, but uh, they're pretty old. Uh, so I I used to hate scary movies, and
0: then- um, A brave guy moved into your basement <laughs> to keep you safe. And no. then he moved out, and I moved in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and then, I don't
3: know, probably over the last five years or so, I like I really enjoy them as long as I'm not watching it by myself. If I'm watching a scary movie by myself, I I just get way too paranoid, and then I just have to go check my closet or check under my bed. <laughs> like even though even though I know my doors are locked, I just I just want that yeah. like peace of mind. Just like oh man, if someone broke in, they would probably they're probably banking on me not checking under the bed because that's what I would do.
0: And I I laughed at that because I do the same things. Like really, like the horror movies. I guess I don't like. It's thrillers that, I, and we'll kind of get into that. Like kind of the more. Not as much scary, but, you know, the slasher flick type of ones. But I know, Aaron, where do you weigh in on this, even though we already know?
4: I go through phases, but I will crush a lot of, like, D-list horror movies. The trick is, is to watch them during the day when you're distracted with the sound off and the close captions on. Then they don't scare (laughs) you, but you still get the story. (laughs) Well, if things
0: go Lundway, you can watch them one hour later into the day this winter, so... Do you say if things go Lund away? (laughs) Lund's way. I (laughs) heard Lund way. Yes, man. All right. Well, you know what I mean and not what I say. No, I gotcha.
3: So Aaron, I do the same thing, except like, you know, when it's building up to like this scary point, that's when I just turn it down real low to like, to like, like one or two volume where I can still barely hear. Yeah, But when the guy like jumps out of the closet or like comes after you Yeah, I don't want the
4: jump scare axe. noises. Yeah, like
3: I know it's coming. Yeah. I just don't need to be like bombarded with all the shrieks and all the m- loud music.
2: So question for you, Aaron. When you say D list, I immediately went to like very poorly acted, you know what's coming.
4: It's um like The Asylum is a movie like production house. They make everything for under a million bucks. They always have like they'll have like Jaleel White or somebody who's like a D-list like talent that they can get in these movies, they're uh, usually knockoffs of, they have some really good like originals, but they're usually knockoffs of the big budget movies. So they're just uh, very safe options because I don't actually want to be scared, but I'm like horror curious.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) So like Sharknado?
4: (laughs) Love it.
0: Oh. Any of is that, those. I don't know. is that a horror? I, I is that don't a know. black comedy? Or uh, well, I guess they all. Some of them. A lot of what you watch probably are considered black comedies too, right?
4: Yeah, so. and I'll watch everything from the like Sharknado's like. Megasaurus versus Sharktopus to <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah. god.
3: You're just <laughs> making Two <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: like really good horror movies like us or um any, you know, like uh what is the one where nobody talks?
0: Well we might we might, oh, get, uh, we might get to that yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Oh yeah I think I know um, what you're talking about.
4: I, I like to run the gamut, but definitely not a horror purist. I just enjoy it in my own very specific way. Well, I
0: think if you have some good, like a good list from A-list to D-list, I mean, you can provide that and we can put it out there for for anyone else who enjoys that. Because I know there are some, some D-list ones, like if, if anyone ever comes across the convent, that is the best terrible
1: horror movie ever made.
4: Velocipaster okay maybe the second
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a dinosaur priest yeah oh good yeah good yeah job. it is
4: dustin i've seen a it I've, is. i
0: saw like a movie poster for that somehow <laughs> yeah. And wow. yeah well i think let's get into this list because there's not those on there but i did ask what's your favorite halloween or scary horror movie because they are kind of two different things and dustin i'm gonna put you on the spot when we put this out there the other day what did i tell you was the only acceptable answer to this question Oh, I have short-term
1: t- memory loss, but yeah. it was it Hocus Pocus?
0: No, that that is a good one, but Jeremy and our pal Riley from Cilantro and Chive both said one of my favorite, it's terrible, but Ernest Scared Stupid oh, is yeah. maybe just the, like, you got to watch it every Halloween. It's the reason why I didn't eat Brussels sprouts for so long was just because he doesn't like them. It's it, like, it's terrible, but the Ernest movies are awesome and that might be the best one.
3: So I remember that movie really well. Because we watched it, I was a, I was a young boy, and then we watched it as sleepover at one of my friends' houses who lives across the street from us. And I could not get to sleep. I was terrified. <laughs> my mom had to come pick me up <laughs> at, at like ten o'clock at night so I just
1: after you wet the bed. Yeah,
3: well, probably man, uh, like because that movie. You checked yeah. under your bed if the, the monster was there. There was a scene where you checked and he wasn't there and he came back up top like all relaxed and the monster was just like lying in his bed. That just gave me nightmares for ages. So that, oh, I've got yeah, terrible, remember terrible that memories. Yeah, so that I agree that one's terrifying.
2: When you asked that question on social media, that was the first movie I thought of and yeah. I haven't seen it in years. I want to go back and watch it now, but I remember... I don't even remember specifics. I just remember as a kid watching it. And even as a kid, you could tell that it wasn't like a great, it was like a B or a C level movie, yeah. but it was still scary
0: when you're young. And yeah. And if you want, I think I probably, it's probably been five plus years since I've watched it again, but watching it as a, a grown up or quote unquote grown up, it is just, it's awesome. And I'm going to put it out there. Because I know he listens, and if it's his favorite movie, maybe uh, Riley will let us come to Cilantro, set up a TV in the back there, and we can enjoy some food and, and bevies and watch Ernest Scared Stupid together. That would be awesome. London, London, we we'll <laughs> your <mama's feet> <laughs> yeah. we we'll the volume yeah. really low.
3: I, uh, I might be busy that night, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I conquered my Hocus Pocus fear last year, so I think I can conquer my Ernest, Ernest fear this year. So...
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing because Lisa and Bree both said "Hocus Pocus," so I'm guessing that's why why you watch it. That's another yeah. one. I've been seeing that one for a while, but that is another classic. Like it's scary when you're a kid, but it it, it really is a good comedy.
3: The, the, those witches, though, in that movie and their those laughs and oh, there's just something about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Going back again, great answer. We're still going to go through some, even though Ernest Scared Stupid is number one in. I guess sounds like most of our books. Uh, Moira and Fiona both said. Q B Halloween, which is a newer one. It's on Netflix. Haven't watched it yet. actually heard some pretty good things considering Adam Sandler has been dipping in the toilet quite a bit in his last few years for his movies. So money's money. Yeah. That movie
3: sucked. Did it? That was terrible. I, I only watched the first half. I had to turn it off. It was oh, wow. so bad. Hey, both those girls will kick your ass. So watch what you say. Wow. Yeah. They can't uh, can't find me if I don't come to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm just saying it was terrible. Like, yeah. like it was like they brought back of all like a whole bunch of Adam Sandler's characters from other movies that had like cameos in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I I thought it was. Well, so I know dumb. Virginia Venet
0: is in it, right? The, what's her name from Modern Family. Claire, yeah, from Claire Happy Gilmore. yeah. Yeah. Julie Bowen, that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's they, call her every character, I, I, but not her real name. Happy Gilmore's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Actors actors and actresses don't have real names. Uh we'll keep it going, I guess, with the more lighthearted Halloween movies. Joe said Monster House. So I think that's an animated one I've never Isn't it Monst- Monsters Inc.? Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> no, the one we're thinking about? No, Monster House is an actual like, Halloween were, were you scared movie. of Monsters, Inc.?
3: No, I, I was okay
0: with that You were one. keeping the power on for yeah. them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <It> really was.
1: <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Someone got, had to say it. <laughs> Kelly got to stay home that whole night when Lund watched Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> that movie uh, made
3: me feel better about myself like knowing it was just like the monster's job to scare kids and they're just they weren't doing it because they loved it they're doing it guys. <laughs> like, like, if you're
0: not doing what if you don't love what you do why do you do it yeah. that's why they're so Money. good because they yeah. loved what they did
3: yeah. okay yeah.
0: so this is a bit of a deep cut i'm guessing aaron might be the only one who's ever seen this other than me uh lindsey said death becomes her and it's, which is an, if you've never, it's an actually awesome movie.
4: I have not watched it in so many years, so I don't know if it holds up, but it was like a pivotal movie in my childhood that i watched way too many times yeah it's like i think
0: like early 90s is it late 80s early 90s bruce willis Meryl streep and goldie hahn oh wow uh, really re- like really funny movie good one so good answer there i think that's one if you if you come across it i actually highly recommend watching it because it yeah. does hold up uh, our friends at tourism red deer said Beetlejuice, which again yeah, is another one of those like kind of year-round movies but at halloween time is uh is a classic and i i think everyone knows at least of Beetlejuice. I don't think that's a deep cut.
1: So would like Ghostbusters kind of fit in that same realm, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters? Well, don't say his name anymore. I think that's already twice. We've that's
4: said it. That's three times. Three now. times? Oh, we're in trouble.
1: Okay.
0: Lock who's, the doors. Whose name? I'm not saying it again.
1: Voldemort? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if When you listen back, you'll get where we're going with this. Uh, yeah. So I had some like, the same thing like, is Nightmare Before Christmas? Here's another debate. Is that a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie or both? I know when I was at Disneyland around Halloween time, the Haunted Mansion was all like Nightmare Before Christmas theme. So that's Disney's
1: answer to that. I'd agree with Disney.
0: I actually haven't seen that one. So I don't know. Whoa. That one scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Like that actually is a scary animated movie.
4: Very this Tim Burton y. To me, tracks is a diehard. It is a Christmas movie, but it is appropriate all year round. And I would actually suggests like two viewings of it. It's a Christmas and it's a Halloween, so.
0: So before we're we're still on the subject of just the lighthearted Halloween ones, before I list off any others, you you guys got a favorite one that hasn't been mentioned? Uh like all the scary movies? Oh yeah. Like I don't yeah. mean I know exactly what <laughs> I I was a confused there for a second franchise. Yeah, yeah like yeah.
3: with the the Way- the Wayans brothers. all the of them really. Yeah.
0: All yeah, like, I guess all, they all have
3: their they're they're all such good parodies of all yeah. the horror
2: movies that have come out. So not quite a movie but I think we can all agree that we've seen at least one of these is the Simpsons Halloween episodes over the years. Oh, yeah. They always did a great job with those. Um, to be honest, I haven't seen any recent <laughs> uh, Simpsons episodes, but I remember 10 years ago, there's some great episodes there. So
0: so when Disney Plus first came out with, like, and they had the Simpsons on it, I went through and literally last October, I think it would have been, and just watched all of the Halloween episodes up until whatever couple of years ago when Simpsons got really bad but yeah I'd count those as movies because it's same as like the one the it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown right that's another yeah. another classic so so just a couple of surprise that no one mentioned was the Addams Family is another one another bit like there's so many right uh, Casper is a, is another oh, good one? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about oh, a little past our era. But if you're really into the musical type thing, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a is a huge one. <laughs> that is the weirdest
3: movie yeah. I think I've ever seen. But in it's my also life. one of
0: like the most popular cult classics ever. And uh, no one mentioned the Garfield Halloween special, which is we you know Dustin's favorite. So
1: <laughs> I do like lasagna.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Shaun of the Dead.
0: Oh yes, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. So we're, we're going to get into the actual scary movies now. Lund, maybe cover your ears. So Ashley said this, we're going to start off with one I might have to watch. Never heard of it. It's called Strangeland. That's, I don't know, maybe you were there, Dustin, when she watched it. She said, watch this. But it's, it's written by Dee Snyder, which kind of caught my eye, like the lead singer from Twisted Sister, if, if you remember. We're not going to take it. So that's kind of weird. And just the plot, I had to pull the plot here. It centers around a police detective trying to save his city as well as his daughter from an online predator who enjoys bringing enlightenment through ritual pain, Netflix or nonsense.
1: <laughs> she said it's wacko. Yeah. So if you do get a chance to watch it, it's apparently just scary, scary, scary. So Lundy,
3: those three scaries, three. Yeah. Well, I'll. I'll He's wa- out. Uh, you know what? I'll, no. I, as long as I'm not watching it by myself, I just need people.
0: <laughs> to I, I don't think I want to watch. I'd rather watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. That scared you. That what is this going to do? Uh, Devin said he just said Halloween. I think there's six billion of those movies. But again, a, a classic, and not you watch it now. I don't know if they hold up now, but for what they were back in the day, right? Like pretty groundbreaking and, and legendary. And the same with uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those slasher flicks from way back in the day. I think uh, are really the reason we're even talking about these movies right now.
3: They really haven't come out with a new. Horror movie like those Halloweens or Friday like like it seems like the 80s or 90s where was kind of the era of those those slasher horror movies.
2: Like, are they still making Saw movies? Well, so I was just because that say, was probably the most recent yeah, kind of yeah, franchise,
0: yeah. Right? and that was the exact next one. Funny enough, yeah. on the list, Crystal said Saw, and those movies uh, again are yeah. I mean, they're they're weird and twisted, and I think they're just kind of the more modern take on, on those type of movies. That is the last like act like really big franchise like that I can think of too. How many, how many saws are there now?
4: I think there was five or six. I actually went down a rabbit hole the other day where I did not watch any of them, but I read the Wikipedia like plot summaries for all of them. And uh It it seems like they really did try to give them some thought. I don't know how it played out in actuality, but there is a very continuous thread throughout all five or six of them.
1: So for me, that is one of my favorite horror Halloween movies is Saw 1. I think that it was the most geniusly written movie Like and scared you, kept you on the edge of your seat. I thought it was just so cool how it all played out and it all worked. Um, Scared the shit out of you. I think I watched maybe saw two thinking it was going to be somewhere down that line. And I, I think it's like any other, you know, sequel sequel that they just get, keep getting worse and worse. Um, I haven't seen a whole ton of them, but I, I loved that first saw.
0: Yeah, I only watched it once. Cause I agree with you. I think it's brilliant, but I thought the acting in it was, oh, especially yeah. by what's his yeah. name uh, from Princess Bride, uh, Carrie Elway, like he was terrible in it, which, yeah, it, I think that's a hard genre to act in, but I know like I've seen some, we'll go go into it a little later with, with the acting, but Lindsay said this one's a, a leprechaun, which I've never watched. I know Jennifer Aniston was in like one of those. Oh, I think, well, I'd watch it. Yeah, I might yeah. have to
1: watch that one. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, you pervs. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, okay, said Cabin in the Woods, which I've never yeah. watched cuz I'm in the I it's good. I don't want to be scared when I'm in the woods. No, it's good. That's probably that's probably my
3: favorite scary movie. Yeah, I like it's I think it's really really creative and, and well-written and it's got a couple weird twists in and there too. There's an
0: old one and a more recent one too, like a lot of these movies, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'll watch it. Uh and their Gourd Smoke Shop, they said probably my favorite in this genre is the original Scream movie. Yeah. Um, I think, and even, you know, the, the sequels as they go on, I think there's another one coming out right away too, but as they kind of go on and start to become a little more like meta and make fun of the genre and make fun of itself, I think they're all good. But yeah, the first one, again, kind of sort of reinvented the the slasher flick in the 90s, and I'll still watch the first one. I still think it holds up. And yeah, I think Lund- the scary movie franchise would not exist without that movie, I think.
3: Oh yeah, that that scary movie franchise basically based their their storylines on on those screen movies. So uh, what you just remind me of too is that uh I know what you did last summer, those mm-hmm. those movies. Oh, I thought you were telling me like I well Ted, I do know what you yeah, did. That was last the summer, summer of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mojitos Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: those ones too. Yeah, I didn't even have that on my list, but that's a, a yeah, good one good too. One,
3: yeah, um, but yeah, th- there's there's a ton out there. But I'll wa- I'll watch any of those movies as long as I'm not by myself. And yeah, I might try I might try Aaron's daytime daytime trip. Daytime, and yeah. as
4: long as like you said, as long as you've got control of the uh, remote and you can turn the volume down when it gets too scary, you're good.
2: Yeah. Hey, later in the fall, as long as it's after 9.30 a.m., you're good to go. There is no fall.
0: It's just winter and summer for Lund. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, any, any other ones not on that list? I know I've got a couple that, I mean, there's a zillion, like there's way too many to name.
1: Yeah, for me, it was, and this goes back to high school. And the only reason I remember this movie, I don't even know if it was good or not. I know it was scary, but it was the ring? Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was one of the first movies that I went to actually the movie theater on a date with Ashley. I think when we were seventeen, uh, when we first started dating, we've been together forever, and I think I got to hold hands through, and and maybe even got a <laughs> makeout. So I love that movie.
0: <laughs> and then and then Lund's mom came and took yeah, me home yeah. at ten p.m. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but other than that, like there's The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Blair Witch Project. Aww, Those are all ones that yeah. come to mind for me. Of ones that I probably don't ever want to watch again. If people are wearing faces of other people's faces and yeah. hearing that little girl's exorcist voice, like I just don't want to hear them again. It was it was ones that were classic and scary as shit, but uh, I'm done with those.
0: And the thing about movies like The Ring and Blair Witch is they're also kind of a piss off because like it's like an hour and 58 minutes of just nothing and then two of like the scariest most like disturbing fright cuz when that when that little bitch comes out of the TV <laughs> oh my god and yeah. you know what i wouldn't normally say that but this she was not wow. a good person yeah. right so but really that was one of the scariest things i've ever seen
4: yeah the first time i i watched the ring in theaters and i came home and i jumped into bed with my parents and was like a 19 year old adult then watched it again and i was like oh not so scary but first time yeah. same with Blair Witch you have to remember for our generation that was groundbreaking nobody had done found mm-hmm. footage like that they played it up like the the production team like they hid the actors away mm-hmm. they acted like it, it was happened real. for real yeah, yeah. The, yeah, um,
2: it was It was more about the promo of the movie yeah. than the movie itself. They, they, it was it brilliant. The, ending, the
0: ending still terrifies me, right? With the spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Blair Witch from, what, 1998, when he's staring in the corner there and there's all the handprints on the wall, like that scared the crap out. Now that's just what the house looks like after Lund has a party. Like, the hand, <laughs> someone's standing in the corner, like unconscious or whatever, but... Yeah, back then I agree. Those those are all groundbreaking.
4: Yeah. Same with M Night Shyamalan movies, like most of them, some of them. But but at the time, having those twists that we weren't expect. Now you expect it. You're looking for the big turn. What have I missed? What's going to happen? But the first few really like shocked the hell out of us all. Well,
0: the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Guess, spoiler alert. But yeah, that that was one. I think that's. I think that's really what ushered in that. Well, now the phrase is M. Night Shyamalan yeah. twist, but that was on my list as one. And let's talk about not only two of this, maybe most frightening movies I've ever seen, but two of the best movies I've ever seen is Jordan Peele. You mentioned one. First was Get Out and then Us. Those are in their, in their own ways, like really creepy and scary, but just incredibly done, brilliant movies. Yeah. I've, only, I've only seen Get Out. I haven't
3: seen Us, but yeah, that, it's so weird to think that Jordan Peele, who's like, who is a comedian... He's had his own show for probably 10 years and has been a comedian for 30 years. Is that dark? He's that good at writing horror movies. That guy should not have that much talent. It's not fair.
0: Well, maybe you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, Lund, and just assume he can't write a good horror movie. I,
3: when I first saw him, Ted, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I'm like, there's no way this guy can write a horror movie. <laughs> um, but speaking of Blair Witch, I, I just remembered those, uh, you know those paranormal activity movies? So the first, oh, yeah. The, yeah first just... time, the first time I saw the first one, I didn't realize it was a movie i thought it was a i thought it was an actual documentary (laughs) about about this guy or this family who actually had a haunted house i'm like oh this is gonna be cool so of course i'm watching it alone and then that scene where the sheet gets pulled back while they're sleeping i still thought it was a documentary so i was just losing my mind and then i like i i turned the volume all the way down and 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 then <laughs> that helped. and then ended up watching the whole thing and then i finally had to look it up online and realize oh shit this was a movie and it was all make believe but well, for the 2 hours i watched i was terrified the whole time
0: well they really they blair Witched that one and that i remember the same thing too is they they kind of the act, you didn't know who the actors were they used unnamed people and it wasn't until after the fact that i was same they i i wasn't sure if it was was real or not and you could have told me it was and i would have believed it so yeah, yeah i mean
2: so do your research before you go to a horror movie yeah <laughs> so again me not being a horror guy you guys have actually brought up a lot of movies that i did watch once or even just parts of that triggered in my mind so that was a a nice little trip down memory lane but i have three uh, real quick silence of the lambs yeah um yeah. that's one that i've actually watched multiple times and but i i still remember the first time Seeing it and like when she has the night vision goggles on, like near the end, like that's pretty creepy. Um, But classic movie, great acting. Another one, I think it's called Circles or Crop Circles or Signs. Signs, Signs. Signs. that's the one. Circles with the the (laughs) big. Circles, like I I don't know. I think that movie.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: Uh, But some good actors in that one, and I wouldn't say it's like super scary but i just remember the first time that they like catch the alien on mm-hmm. video and it like popped out yeah. of the bushes or whatever like that scared the shit out of me
0: they like <laughs> the kids party or whatever it was yeah
2: yeah, yeah that was really oh crazy. Shit, that's one of those
0: circles oh my god <laughs> yeah.
2: and uh lastly um i watched Hostel, and i don't know what I think that's probably like late, like maybe early 2000s. Like right when a, we were all old enough to start wanting to travel
0: to Europe yeah. on our own. Yeah. And, and, I, was awesome. and I watched <laughs> that
2: and uh, honestly, that was probably the last horror movie that I ever watched mm-hmm. till now.
0: And, and I really don't have any interest to watch no. any mm-hmm. other ones. So one more, if you do enjoy like the really effed up type of movies is uh, The Last House on the Left. And like that is that gets really weird. But the reason I like that is it is one of the best acting performances, like I've ever seen. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. I think it's Garrett Delahunt. Hunt. But anyways, it was incredible acting. Um, the little kid from Gladiator is in it too, and it's pretty messed up, especially the end. And it is it's disturbing as hell. So kind of a warning there. But if if you do want to see A different type of horror movie and some really good acting, I I would watch that one.
4: So one of my favorite weird true crime podcasts is the last podcast on the left. Never knew where the name came from.
0: Oh, now you do. Now I do. Because I actually saw that podcast today is what made me think of that.
1: Yeah.
2: I got one more, as you said, kind of a weird messed up movie. Um, I don't think it would be classified as a horror, but Donnie Darko.
1: I was just thinking of that (laughs) one. How weird is that? And and like, again, the first (laughs) time—that's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. So no one saw
0: this, but Dustin was kind of sitting on the stool in the corner right now, away from his mic, and he almost went through the table, jumping up there. That's the fastest (laughs) I've ever seen you move.
1: I knew he was going to say Donnie Darko too. (laughs) Ashley'll love that throwback. Good job, man.
0: That's—I've seen that multiple times. I
2: had watched it tomorrow, but the first time you see that creepy bunny is scary, and that—that is just a messed-up movie. I don't think.
0: I have seen that movie but it is worth it that was Jake Gyllenhaal's first big break really and so, it's a cult classic yeah I would, and I think I his say. sister's in it too I think yeah yeah Maggie yeah okay <laughs> that's what sold ya <laughs> the Megster alright well that was Megs our- we did a great job of uh, doing a quick deer call, like we said, but man, those ones, I think, I think for the next couple of weeks and leading up to Halloween, lots of good stuff to watch and well, or whenever, up until 6.30 PM in December, maybe, depending on if it goes, if it goes Lundway or not, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, to our last thing of the night, mercifully, and uh, so after Ted versus Walsh, and I'll admit I panicked a bit and didn't really think of what to do next. So I thought the Backstreet Boys game was pretty good; it wasn't bad, but I really like the verses. I think we can all agree when when it's the verses, it's the best. Lund, I I will get you your troubled tea. I was gonna say, Ted, get we'll me take my your, troubled yeah, tea. Yeah, we'll take this offline. <laughs> so we are gonna get right back into verses though with the two champions now. So you. That was not worthy of applause, but whatever. So this is for the Ultra Championship. Yeah, pretty much. Uh so we are getting into Dustin versus Walsh. And first off, guys, what what is on the line this time?
1: So, you know, me and Kev have been close friends for a really long time. We we figured we had the chess wax with Lundy. We got the nails on Teddy coming up. Uh we wanted to do something uh a little more, I guess less physically painful. So the loser of of our best yeah, of we'll seven, let's seven. call seven. So first to four, uh, the loser is going to take the winner for a carriage ride in, in the winter time or fall, wherever we're at when it ends. There's no fall. At uh, Heritage Ranch. Uh, we're going to go out for dinner uh, paid for by the loser at one of our, uh, our partners or tourism Red Deer partners. And then we're going to go to a movie. Maybe we'll make it a horror movie, eh, Kev? <laughs>
0: Yeah let's make know. out baby <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna
1: <laughs> 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 I'm going to take you To the ring <laughs>
0: <laughs> So that Other than having to pay That sounds like A pretty nice I And like can London and I just come
1: like, I mean whoa, you guys yeah, Can double date it well, If yeah. you want
0: Sounds like a nice date Maybe
1: maybe what we should do Then uh, is You guys should bet On who do you think Is going to win um, And then we can Double date it So one of you Can pay for the other guy To, to come along Tag along Be in the horse carriage Behind us And then we'll uh, Obviously go for dinner And then the movie As long as
0: we agree when we make these games to keep them as fair as possible for both sides no matter who we bet on i'm in
3: okay and if you do cheat just don't get caught
0: okay and i'll let you pick first
3: i'll go with mr ripped kevin walsh
4: boom all right i got um, you buddy
3: i'll take
1: dustin (laughs) all right that's cool partner (laughs) yeah
4: dustin versus walsh is brought to you by the unparalleled clothing company don't miss your chance to save up to twenty dollars on select hats and apparel Head to unparalleledpw.com now to check out Unparalleled's latest sale.
0: Alright, so this, we already talked about a bunch, of it's hockey season. You guys are big hockey fans, but how well do you know your local hockey? So we're going to play a little game called What the Puck. Get it? I got it. Yeah, that was, that was great. Alright, so we have six questions, but there is a chance to get up to 15 points. So we'll let you know in each question how many points it's worth. With a tiebreaker, if needed, most points wins. Lundy, kick us off.
3: All right, this first question is for a potential of four points. Dustin Moore never played in the NHL, but many Red Deerians did. Who was the last Red Deer native to be drafted by an NHL team and for three bonus points, name the year, team, and round he was drafted?
2: So I don't know how to exactly pronounce his name, and uh, I'm
0: sorry, but I believe it's Josh Murahera. Um not uh, a Red Deer native. No. Oh damn! I, yeah. I saw you write that, and I was a little worried that I got it wrong. He was a Red Deer rebel.
1: Yeah, and uh, his his cousins from Red Deer,
0: so, but not him.
3: And you said Anaheim. Fifth I said round Anaheim, fifth round, 2018. Yeah. So you got zero
0: points. Is I, it? No. 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 Not even close. Did you look at this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Glenn Wesley to the Hartford Whalers in 1991 in the fourth round. You think round? that was
0: the most recent Red I, Deer?
1: I was hoping not, I, but that's the first one I could think of. So no, I actually enough.
0: had the answer to this wrong at first, but you remember our friends, uh, Well, uh, like Paul Postma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like Colton. was Colton ski- Senior. Yeah. That so, was where and I was those guys go. aren't even the answer. Lundy, tell us who it is. The
3: correct answer was Andrew Nielsen oh, was yeah. drafted by the Toronto,
1: Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs. Leafs. In the sixth round. In the third round. In 2017.
0: 2015. Oh, wow. And a Calder Cup champion, too. Yeah. That was a tough one that I, yeah. my original answer was That's wrong. A- and I went back because I had Sevier and Postma. And then I realized, I said, no, I think there's someone. Sooner, about so back.
1: and like, high cowboy like Brandon Sutter as a first rounder. I know he's Sylvan Lake, but like I probably should have come yeah. up with a better answer than Glenn Wesley. Yeah, so you should have.
0: Hey, pressure gets everyone. Some of these guys, like Glenn Wesley, retired before a lot of these, you know, guys else? Hey, that was a hard question, you guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not here asked. to make you guys look good, we're here to learn. So, here's a here's an up to three point question. So, Dustin and Lund both played for the Red Deer senior wrestlers. Which, of course, was a rebirth of the legendary Junior A franchise. A couple players from that team went on to not only play in the NHL, but also to win a Stanley Cup. So which Junior Wrestlers alumni was the last to win a cup as a player? One bonus point each of you can name the team and the year. What
4: in the convoluted hell is this hockey trivia? Sorry, Aaron, it's not horse stuff. <laughs> can yeah. we go back to PV Mart? <laughs> <Wow.
3: laughs> <Yeah. laughs> PV Mart. Horse stuff and a whole lot of shit
1: Okay, so here's my real answer uh, Brent Sutter in 19 nope. 19- Okay, Brian Sutter in 1989 With Chicago
2: uh, I just had Sutter <laughs>
0: smart.
2: Which is correct <laughs> yeah, smart. yeah, yeah uh, I had 1983 in New York Island. So,
0: Dustin, your first answer, Glenn Wesley.
1: Okay, I was who won thinking with Glenn... Carolina
0: in 2005, right before uh, his retirement. So he, I believe, was the last Rustlers alumni playing at that time too. So, little tricky again because he was a little later than you might expect. So, wow, zero zero. Question number three. Six members
3: of the legendary Sutter family all played for the Rustlers, and all six went on to play in the NHL. Can you name all six? You get half a point for each person you name, and we need first and last names.
1: (laughs) I believe I got all seven brothers.
0: Well, we asked for six,
3: so you get zero points. You're going to get minus half a point if you... uh,
0: Just write down B for Walsh and hope (laughs) for the best. (laughs) Okay, Walsh, go ahead. I know I don't have them all. <laughs> I have Brent, Brian, Daryl,
2: Dwayne, Brock, and Dick. <laughs> so so you have four correct.
3: So you yeah. got two points.
1: Brian, Brent, Rich, Ron, Daryl, Dwayne, oh. and Dog. Rich and Ron. So Fuck.
4: Dick
0: Dick wasn't even that far off. It was it's
4: Yeah, it's th- short, I should get a point for that. I don't think that? he goes by that Half. though. Richard? Our quarter. So what did you quarter. mean
0: by dog? There, there's a seventh brother that apparently is the best out of all seven oh, of them. I never, but never played. Yeah, yeah he okay. he ran the farm.
3: All right, we'll give you all 3 points, sir. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So 3-2 on that one, and uh here here's one I think you're both going to get. Cuz as you may know, Mr. Ryan Lund is a provincial's champion. What year did he lead the Red Deer Vipers to the Junior B provincial title? I assumed you. I assumed you led. Oh yeah, I led. Led, I led. With, led without a letter type, or did you have a letter that year? Oh no,
3: I didn't have a letter, but I led. I led through uh, determination, perseverance,
0: and sheer will. And I got a. Oh. I got a kind of. I got a kind of a meat cute story that was behind one was this one too.
2: 2005. 2006.
0: We have a tie game. The correct answer is 2006. Yeah. What a change. And just, just a cool thing. Lund, what else happened after Provincials? Got laid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> well, that, you, it would be cool if you did. You should. Junior B Provincials? Come on. <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, it didn't end there for, no, you, for you guys.
3: No, 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 it didn't. Uh, just a short 10 years later, Ted, we had a 10-year reunion. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's enough. not what I
0: was thinking of either. Didn't, Didn't you win, win westerns? You guys, <laughs> you guys won westerns too. I thought you t- were wanting to t- 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 we t- tell t- our t- meat cute no, story. No, I, th- I was wanting oh, to tell that story. My God. Okay, set me up again. Set me up again. No, <laughs> no that's staying in Oh no, yeah. So good. Won, they also won the Keystone Cup <laughs> that yeah, year. so yeah, we won everything. Westerns, yeah.
3: Which is pretty much national. We couldn't go any further than we did. So you peaked back in 2006 Oh yeah, that was that was a good year.
1: It was just like you did with that lovely lady after you won Provincials.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so like what Lund that. was alluding to as well is, yeah, in 2016, so I hadn't even been in Red Deer for a year and Dustin and I were at, uh, the Vipers were hosting Provincials and they had the 10 year celebration of that team. So that's why I remembered it was 2006 and that's the night I'm, Dustin introduced me to Lund. And You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And look where you guys are now. Yeah. What question are we on? Four. Five of six. Oh, five. Oh, seven. <laughs> I have six here twice. So there are seven questions and a bonus. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: this changes my whole strategy. Question five.
3: Uh, it's a two-point question. Closest two on each of these answers. How many points did I have with the Vipers that year in 2006? And how many points did I have with the Red Deer Senior wrestlers in 2019? Closest to wins.
1: How many games did you play with the Vipers? Enough. Is this
2: including playoffs and everything?
3: Or this is, is just, just regular, regular season. season. Just regular okay. season. This is according, and this is just according to the online stats. Oh which, yeah, they
2: yeah they probably missed a ton of second yeah, assists. Oh yeah. 2006, I said 49,
1: and with the wrestlers, I said five. Okay. 2006, I went 33, and in 2000. 19, I went four. So
3: in 2006, I was only credited with 22 <laughs> points. All right. All in right, 26 games. In 2019, I was only credited with two points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: two for me. I know I had more than two, but.
0: No, no we're, we're, t- we're not talking press box hot dogs.
3: Yeah. So, nice. so it
0: was a two point question with a two point answer.
2: And Dustin got the two points. Let's go. So five three. Once again, I gave you too
0: much credit. Yeah, yeah.
3: man. Thanks for
2: thanks
3: for <laughs> thinking so highly of me. Yeah,
0: the twenty two points in twenty six games is pretty good.
3: Though. I mean, I I I sat out a lot of games that year for the Vipers because so I was was pretty big in badminton that year too. So. <laughs> mm.
0: You were a
3: very good badminton. Oh fan. yeah. How yeah. many smashes did I have in two thousand six?
0: Well, you had one right after <laughs> Provincial. <laughs> I was
5: thinking the exact same
0: thing. <laughs> All right, this is a one point question. So Dustin Moore and Ryan Lund both have pages on Elite Prospects and Hockey DB. For Dustin, played Junior A uh, Western Hockey League. Lund played Junior B and and Rustlers, so Senior Double A. Which for those who don't know what Hockey DB or Elite Prospects are, they're just statistical sites. So does Kevin Walsh, who played Junior B in Pinoca have a page on at least one of those sites? And I I asked this question because I'm not even sure if Kevin knows.
4: You got to Google yourself more, Kevin.
0: Yeah, no phones. Yeah, I don't do that. Let's see who knows
1: Kevin better.
4: I
0: think I used to. So I don't know if I still do, but I'll say yes.
1: I also said yes.
0: So the answer is no. Oh. So sorry, sorry, man. (laughs) That's (laughs) okay. There are Kevin Walsh's on there, but I could not find you, which is surprising because usually like anything Junior B... And up, but but you're not on there right now, so maybe you need to write a letter. Yeah, Yeah, it's probably the yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Hey, wrestlers are starting up. If you want to go skate in one game, you'll be on there. So it is still five three going into the last question.
3: Who is the highest scoring Red Deer native to have played in the NHL? Bonus point if you can guess within fifty points of how many points he
0: had.
1: I went with Kyle Pass zero.
0: That is incorrect. So you didn't even want it. You didn't even want to take a guess and try and okay. The door is wide open for you, Walsh. I said Mike Moeller, three hundred points. That
3: is wrong. It was Glenn Wesley <laughs> with five hundred and thirty-seven points. No way, yeah, so Mr., is... Mr. Wesley again. Oh, you really fucking... Right. it, Walsh. Win one number nothing.
1: one. One nothing lead.
0: All right. Well, at least that game a. We we learned some stuff. I actually enjoyed researching this one and, and learning some stuff about Central Alberta hockey. I, I, I think we got a couple laughs out of that game. Yeah, that was uh, good research, Ted. And now we know who the best uh, Red Deerians are. Yeah, and since this episode is going to be so short, do you guys want to take a quick crack at the bonus question? For science. Yeah. And and this is a good this is a good uh, Red Deer bump for all the Central Alberta hockey. So if you wanted to go see a high-level hockey game in Central Alberta, um, really, let's say anything junior hockey and above. And we're going to say between Olds and Pinocchio, north to south, Rocky Mountain House to Stetler, well, I guess west to east. How many options do you have? Ten. Seven. So the answer, and I could be wrong, but there's at least 13.
1: Oh, wow. You're,
0: so you're, you would have won. If you would have made it to overtime, you would have won. Yeah. So there's the Olds Grizzlies, Olds College Broncos, Red Deer Senior Rustlers, Red Deer Vipers, Red Deer Kings and Queens, Red Deer Rebels, Sylvan Lake Wranglers, Lacombe Generals, Black Bulldogs, Black Wranglers, Rocky Rams, Stettler Lightning, and the Innisfail Eagles. So uh, if you ever complain, there's no hockey to watch around town. You are a big fat
1: liar. I'm well on my way to a carriage ride. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Me too. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you'll be there. Hey, it's it's just it's just one game though, and uh, wow, that's it. That might be the longest recording we've ever done. Anyways, that was that was a fun one again. And uh, let me just keep stalling while I turn my page here. Um, yeah, round one of Dustin versus Walsh is in the books. Good thing I needed a script for that, and so is episode seventeen. Um, and, and hey, I didn't warn anyone this. is anyone, because you're probably tired of hearing me say it. Does anyone remember, want to take a crack at the end of episode spiel? I'm sure you're all listening very intently every time.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll do it. All right. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, like Communal Creative Studios on all their platforms. We're presented by Bose Barn Stage. Episode sponsor was a Red Deer Firefighters Children's Charity and Fire Calendar. Close. Close enough. Yeah, Close. You, you hit it. Yeah, And we couldn't be more thankful for all our listeners. Give us a review, a positive one. Give all our restaurant friends a positive review. And thanks, Ted, for not talking in the end because you talked way too much this episode. Boom!
0: Yeah.
3: And if you want to cheat on somebody, uh, Ted's <laughs> available uh, this month and he's still married, but it doesn't really count. No, they're not doing the cheating. Cheat, cheat Maybe they are. Cheat wit. Maybe they are.
0: If, if, well,
3: I then i Oh, you're out. All right, if you're single and you want to be a home wrecker, then Ted's available. Would they
0: wreck our home?
3: Like- oh, I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Lenny, no. Lenny's looking for a new house. Let's, I mean, let's let's not miss the point that Dustin absolutely nailed that. He did. Let's go. Yeah. Let's and go. I, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you to everyone. And we can go around and- uh, D- Dustin, keep going. Just Final take us, thoughts. Just keep take going. Us out. Yeah,
1: I'm just you know I'm easy now. I had a great night with you fellas. Uh, another Thursday in the books. We're 17 in. Who would have thought we would have got to this point? I, I'm pretty excited to to say that we've made it this far, and and I I've started not bringing scripts, and I think I'm a little more comfortable, and and we're getting to a point where where we can take this to the next level. Now let's uh, let's. Onward and upward. Uh, Thanks to the firefighters for allowing us a platform to do that at their event and and really looking forward to disappointing you guys. Uh,
3: I'm the opposite of Dustin. Uh, You guys are welcome for (laughs) being able to view my body in all its glory and I can't wait for the next one. Um, Just go to
0: Bose at any given time. You'll see it again.
3: Yeah. And if you guys want a great cheese, you can uh, do it off Kevin Walsh's abs right here. So. so we got uh, we got something Anyone for like all here? just yeah, like, I, I thought you want to
1: talking... buy some good cheese <laughs> I was looking for you like say like Gouda or like Brie
3: oh great <laughs> oh no I said it correctly oh. was just... okay yeah. well maybe we, maybe we need to start that over no way <laughs> anybody want to eat some cheese off Kevin Walsh <laughs> um but you know yeah thanks for the great episode guys thanks uh thanks for the firefighters and the emergency services and uh thanks for steven for taking those photos
2: um and yeah i I can't wait to to be at that live event thanks to you guys for coming up with that great game and and hopefully we all learned something about red deer hockey history and if you haven't watched donnie darko
4: And just a reminder that those teaser videos are just that. There are some uh, real good photos of these guys that are going to be released on social media coming soon. So keep an eye out.
3: Erin, will you say it's just the tip of the hose?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I, I would not say that, but I am very glad that you did. Okay.